Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Markland and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time, Arrival Insurance Program. We got you covered. Visit thereptilereport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit shipreptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related. Owen?
Hello? Owen? No, this is Matt. Who's this? It's Matt. Oh, what's up, Matt? Uh, what's up, bud? Are we on air <laughs> talking? <laughs> I think, I we're think on so. Air. Yeah. I think we are. All Where's right. Owen at? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where Owen is at when it hung up on me. Oh, man. <clears throat> this is this is pretty funny. I'm what's not leaving it Owen in charge anymore. So what's up, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> not much. How's Florida? You good? Ah, uh, yes. Beautiful down here, no doubt. Uh, yeah. Chasing some turtles, some gators. Yeah, seen yeah. the videos. Looks looks fun already. It's just crazy. You step outside and there's some wildlife, and you just you just walk over it. You know, you can't find anything in Philly like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, Owen. Owen. Oh my goodness, Owen. What are we gonna do with you? <laughs> Uh, oh, man. I guess Some technical I guess difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if anyone could hear me, and I was like, I think I'm still muted, but I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I saw your uh, cool stack, uh, the stack you sent today, the picture. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Made rooms for yeah, some the, new chondros or what? Yeah, the new cages. Um, I got the Hartman Herps cages again from uh, Douglas Hartman, the custom cages, and they should have been built last week, but I've been so busy. I was, like, working on them every night. So, um, yeah, I finally got them all built. I put the one chondra who was in too small of a cage for a little while in there, and uh, I actually have another male coming tomorrow. <laughs> so, no chondra. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, but they, they, they turned out good. Um, I, I really like uh, Doug Hartman's cages because he can he legit will do any size you really want and his time frame is great his prices are great I mean his time frame is really good compared to other places and he'll sit there and apologize that he's taking too long so it uh, works out really well yeah there's a certain company that I didn't go with because of the time frame <laughs> I thought it was just nuts how long it took even though they do make quality stuff it was just yeah you know yeah you gotta, I, think I, know, I, I think I know the company. I use them a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like them, but you just got to expect the weight. I'm sure we'll be talking. If we're talking about product stuff, I'm sure we're going to be talking about that tonight. If there's a show. Yeah. Well, <laughs> apparently Owen can't. Wait a minute. Owen's telling me he can't get in because I'm already in the room. How can I already be in the room? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. I just call in on the phone. <laughs> Mr. McIntyre, you, sir, have held it up. I'm guessing me and Zach both got hung up on by blog talk, and I, I don't know if Zach can get back in. Yeah, so did I. I just I just called back in. So, Zach, Owen, call back in. Tell him to call in and unmute himself. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, not, uh, not a whole lot right. going on down so, here. Oh, well, oh you, you are fired, sir. <laughs> I am fired. I fire myself. I don't know what the hell is happening here. Uh, so, you, so you see, it's not so easy to do my job. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, I have no idea why it will not go through my way, my computer. So I guess it just li- it doesn't like me. So uh, you yeah. do not uh, have full host status. You are just I don't status. Uh, so clearly, Anyway, go away, you back in the woods. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just glad that I was there to bail you out, and then I'm gonna. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah! For the rest of my fucking life, thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so what's up, Owen? Oh, I don't know stuff. What's up with you? <laughs> Somebody sent me a picture of a train crash. Uh, train uh, I'm out. No. Well. Oh, I'm totally going to ignore that. I'm totally going to ignore the chat tonight because they're all douchebags anyway. So <laughs> I said it. Uh, Tiger sharks. Uh, all right. Well, I, I was just calling in. What's that? I'm done. I'm done. I bow. I can feed them out. I'm done. I tap. <laughs> Clear. I quit. Quit. <laughs> That's your new co-host. I'm out. <laughs> you will not. Um <clears throat> well, I just wanted to say, uh, call it. I actually wanted to see how the that new app thing worked. That you know, the call in from the apparently email. It worked. See how it works. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, it doesn't work that well. Yeah, so. I didn't even do it. I couldn't figure it out from my phone. I don't know. I I didn't spend that much time on it. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> Zach, Zach is missed. Lost in the. Yeah, he wasn't even on the group text. I didn't see him responding. He must have just yeah. said, forget this, and he's uh, going to bed. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because Matt and Zach and I were all talking before the show went live, and everything just stopped working. So doing Yeah, well. sometimes it does that. Sometimes it does do that. I hate this website. Anyway, um, yeah. so I did tell the people that the reason you weren't at the show today, I don't know if even they even heard it. I was just rambling myself, probably but that you weren't at the show tonight because you are actually hunting the elusive Sasquatch. Um, they don't know it. Yeah. They don't know, but you are actually a huge cryptozoologist. So you have, once a year you go into the woods and hunt him. So. <laughs> yeah. The fun, I got to tell So Owen's telling me this today and uh, saying, yeah, I, uh, I got some new wood knocking skills down and I got the yelp. Uh, that's yep, really going to get me. Yeah. Uh, some really solid squatching evidence, and uh, he told me to put some apples in a tree, but I told him that I could not reach the top of the tree. So he just <laughs> had this image of me climbing a ladder in the middle of the woods, putting apples Instead on the tree. Instead of apples for Sasquatch, of course he would. That's how it worked. And I told him it was not called a ladder. I don't even remember what I called it. It was a it was a step ladder, and you said it was a vertical like I don't remember a <laughs> vertical assistance ladder or something like that. <laughs> a vertical assistance step. That was it. Yeah, it was. That's that true. was it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways, all right. I'm well, I'm gonna let you try to watch this train wreck get off on the right freaking foot. <laughs> I'm glad I could be part of this this week. <laughs> yeah, I know. No what. You can all watch Owen well, rise on the ground like a fish out of water. It's great. So You'll be fine. You do it no, once a year. You'll be fine. I know, and we'll never do it again. <laughs> my vacation. I can't take my vacation next week. Dave's on next week. You got lucky. Yeah. 
see how I planned that? (laughs) All right. Thank you, Eric. All right. Well, I'll let you guys get back to it. Get get Uh, Zach on here. While you're off the phone, get Zach over here. I don't know how you'll do it. Call him up. (laughs) Well, Zach said he was on his way home, so he may be, like, getting out of his car or doing whatever. Oh, I got it. I got it. So. I'm going to give Zach a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. And if Zach is listening, just scream when you're back on, okay? So, All right. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> make sure you get plenty of uh, solid war ball talk in there. I want to hear all about it. Tons. Tons, of course. <laughs> Very good. The whole point all of right, this so Have a good night. All right. and Thanks. I will see you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Uh. That was fun. That was a fun start. We haven't had a weird start in a while, so I'm glad I got that out of the way. So, yeah. So there was no intro music. This is just a silent, out of nowhere start, Jack, I think. You're live. Speak. <laughs> I'm alive. There oh, you there go. You go. So, now we finally have everything fucking the way it's supposed to. Anyway, so <laughs> let's start this before it gets even worse. Um, How are you guys? <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. So what's uh, what's going on with uh, your guys' stuff? You guys moving? Uh, I know we're getting close to end of August, so are you guys sitting down, writing down your breeding stuff, getting everything ready that way? Go ahead, Zach. You can go. Ah, jeez. You know, I really, that, that's really going to sneak up on you, don't it? Yeah, it no. does. Like right when I you're finally like getting that. all the babies needed, it's time to figure out who's breeding this year. Yeah, what the heck, man? I mean, it's like, it's like, all right, uh, what's going on next year? Uh, actually, quite a quite a few things should be ready next year. Or I should have a, quite a few projects finally, you know, ready to go. So I should have coastals for sure. Um, and I definitely, I'm trying to at least have one IJ pairing for next year go. So that's my goal. Between cool. that, I also have my chondros. So I got my uh, Biak Chiquita. She's probably going to be ready to go next year. So that's going to be great. So I'm getting her ready to go. And um, I should have two Blue Tongue Stink pairings. So that'll be good. Finally get those guys going. It took a while. I just I recently picked up a, a female, adult female Blue Tongue. So we'll see how that goes because uh, she may or may not go being his first time, you know, here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, you know, who knows? It, it may happen. Other than that, you know, some other little projects that, that that should actually produce this year, which should be nice. So, you know, things are things are going good. I'm 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 planning for the next month to just be feeding every week, and then I go on my little trip, and then when I get back again, every week until until breeding season, just to get everybody ready. So that's kind of my cool. my goal. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Matt, how about you? Yeah, I uh, I do the whole rate and everything down. I haven't I wrote everything that can breed down. I just haven't put what to what and seeing who's sitting the bench. But uh, I should have a good amount of Borneo short tail projects. Uh, this year should be really good for Reds. I'm hoping because I've been having just a hell of a time with them lately, getting bad clutches, look very little eggs. So. Uh, I think I was rushing things and, and just in my head too much with them, like trying to keep them lean. Now I'm just kind of, not to say I'm keeping them fat, but I'm just kind of doing things how I usually do it, and we'll see how that goes. And uh, okay. I got that condo pairing going. Uh, right now I got the pair of a ruse going because the girl was acting funny, and 
maybe she was telling me or maybe they just are breeding because that's what snakes do when you put them together. <laughs> I don't know, but they definitely locked. I've, uh, I put the mail in for two days. They locked up both, both days, took them out for a few days, put them back in, they locked right back up. But the funny thing huh. was the female wasn't eating. And then as mm-hmm. soon as I took the male out, she's ready to eat again. And that's pretty normal. Now the male doesn't want to eat, but that's normal for, you know, males right. want to get in the breeding mode. Yeah. He's but only yeah, thinking about one thing right now. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun, and I got uh, hopefully two more chondro pairings, uh, a pair of uh, Marukis, and possibly like this unknown locality pair I'll have going. I'll do that probably in October when I do most of my pairings, unless I see something crazy. And I think I'm going to put my pair of retics together, and maybe a few ball pythons, my boas again. Uh, that's about it, I think. Cool. Yeah, so it might be a really big year where it could just be lots of uh, different species of a clutch or two here and there. I don't know. <laughs> Very cool. So, all right, um, now we're going to do a little bit of Morelia news for a little bit, and then we'll t- start getting into this uh, product review stuff because basically we just want to go through uh, what each of us uses for different types of snake and what works for us and what products we would recommend, what we like about them, what we hate about them, but First things first, uh, I was on Facebook today poking around, and one thing that I did check up on is that apparently people were submitting pictures of the panther carpet python again. Um, Zach knows this one. Uh, Matt, I'm not sure how versed you are in this one, this particular carpet python. Just heard you guys talking about it and seeing pictures. Not, Yeah, I don't know much about it. Well, it's one of those things that it, they, they keep popping up every once in a while where people will kind of like forget about them and then they'll resurge. And a lot of people on Facebook today were screaming about how it was brand new. Um, so kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit for everybody is that it's not brand new. It's uh, They've been around for a little bit, uh, the Panthers, and um, they're one of those animals that it's a recessive, allegedly, uh, and they were for sale, the babies, but nobody was ever really kind of chalked up there. Uh, nobody ever really spent all the money on them. So nobody knows if they ever made it out of, I think it was, uh, the Ukraine or Prussia where they were originally bred. So hopefully, I mean, I know myself included, people are kind of hoping that they would make their way to the United States, but it's an all black carpet python. So, uh, Zach. What do you think? Do you think that they're going to get here at some point eventually? Uh, I don't know. I just no. find it kind of. I just. I just find it kind of interesting that you know, there's a lot of information about these animals, and all of a sudden, nothing about these animals. For yeah. the past, it's been over a year. I would I, since uh, they first popped up, right? Yeah, yeah, it has been at least two, almost two, I think, at this point. Before, yeah, I think so I think so. I think it's been about two years. So like you, we got all those all those photos and all the information those you know two years ago whatever and and uh, everyone was excited about it and then we haven't heard anything since now that can mean one or two things you know that can mean either somebody's got it and they're keeping it tight to the chest until they have enough to then start marketing them out yeah, there in the public that's at two probably years most- now at two years now your boys are breeding like. Oh yeah, right. Panthers right. at some point. If if people who bought into this project are got boys right. and are raising them correctly, so 
Right. So yeah. if somebody did end up picking up those animals, which he was asking for a certain amount of money for them. I mean, I mean, it's all relative, I guess, but he was asking mm-hmm. for a lot of money for them. If somebody he did was. pick them up, then I would imagine either the next year or the year after that, we'll start seeing them at least being pumped out there. But if the other option is that, well, the, the project totally utterly failed, which mm-hmm. could definitely have happened. You know, you would think that somebody, somebody by now, something, you know, and it's just it the fact that we're somewhere. getting dead air. You know, it's kind yeah. of, it's kind of unnerving. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. I'm, uh, if they're out there, absolutely we'll get them sooner than you'd think. Um, if yeah. they're not out there, then, you know, we can always cross our fingers and hope it, uh, Eric does something with those IJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that IJ thing. So <laughs> now, now, Matt, being somebody who's still kind of like you're getting your feet wet with carpet pythons a little bit, would even uh-huh. an all-black carpet python appeal to you? Yeah, that, uh, almost anything all black seems pretty cool. But I, I was going to say, because I don't know how far along, like you guys were saying, maybe there's a problem with the project. And mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I've seen the picture that you guys showed me. I don't know what HETS or any of the other project looks like, but a lot of times it seems like all black mutations like uh, motley boas, even uh, cinnamon or black pastel ball python seem to have problems. So maybe mm-hmm. there's, pro- I don't know if they're producing multiple panthers and there's problems down the line to see seems to happen a lot. You see this project going along, people post it, it just dies for two years, it comes back up because someone gets one that's decent and then everybody finds out it's got like rubbery spines and kinks and, and all that nonsense. But I, right. like I said, I have no idea because I've only seen the picture and I'm just going off what I see from some of the black mutations that, that, that go out there. But yeah, an all black carpet python would be cool. I mean, I like the super zebras, so why wouldn't I like an all black? And uh of course, Zach's blue tongue skinks. The best one I've ever seen is that, you know, Mel Mystic one. That thing was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's wild, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do like, since you've been showing me blue tongues, I, I got to say they are nice. But that one is, like, I would, that one I would definitely want to own someday. You know, that, that thing just be <laughs> looking. Yeah, yeah, they're, like, all black with the orange belly. Like, their belly is, like, you could, you could see some orange, you know, patterning on their belly. But, yeah, they're mostly wow. black. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I've never even seen them. That makes it even better because I've always yeah. seen them. They're just jet black. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, and 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 originally they thought it was recessive. Um, and you know, with uh, recessive with a marker, quote unquote, with a visual marker, which we all know that just means it's incomplete dominant. You know, because uh, <laughs> yeah, I was the, we... the quote unquote heads. Like look, are real dark. Like they're really dark when you compare them to uh, normals. So they're not as they're not black, but they're definitely much darker. So um, yeah, but they're they're really cool. They're they're in they're in Europe already, so they'll be here very soon. So, wow. You know, actually, yeah. actually, there's reports that those skinks are here in the states, and I believe it. Um, but I can only confirm that they're in Europe for sure. But they're definitely they're around. It's it'll be a while. People. Are, you know, a lot of people who never kept blue tongues before are keeping them now, and so it's going to be a few years before, you know, um, the people who are just starting to keep them because of the morphs and stuff starting to get into it. It's going to take a while for them to get their feet wet and actually start producing them. So I think we'll see them, though, very soon. And how are you not tempted when you go, like, because you're going back over to hang out with Casper, how are you not tempted to just buy a bunch and have them shipped over here? <laughs> 
money. Money, all right. <laughs> That's true. A money. You're telling me you can't just take out twenty thousand dollars from your account and buy a few? No, 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 no. Damn it. Well, at least we tried. It's anyway. not. It's not. Uh, yeah, I. I. Uh, those are definitely the ones I like. I, I like them much better than the albinos. So I. I would have those. I would at least have one. Of course, I'd have a pair. Let's be honest. But yeah, they're coming. They're coming. And when you mix them with albino, oh my god, it's crazy looking. It's wild. It's like orange and 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 white, like mostly orange on the back, because the melanism increases the pigment. Like greases all the pigment, so it also increases the orange pigment. Oh, it's insane! And then yeah, when you take the black away, you have this all almost all orange skin. It's in, it's insane. So yeah, they'll be here soon. Let me stop talking about skin. They'll be here all day. I'm that <laughs> I was gonna say we <laughs> shift the gears <laughs> pretty hard. The pro, you know, the product show is now all skin show. Um, but, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Let's let's change subject pretty quick. Why not? <laughs> but anyway, it's uh, we all know what Zach will probably do. He'll just ditch all Morelia and go right headlong into skinks when they all get here. So, quash, no more. All right, anyway. So, Eric heard that, and now he's crying. Anyway, um, so let's, let's start jumping into the product stuff. Because, like I said, the reason I wanted to have you guys on, because, number one, you're close. Number two, you won't judge me when I mess up horribly, which you've already done. And number three, um, <laughs> what am I kidding? You guys will judge harshly than everybody else. But, um and number three, we all, between the three of us, all keep things very, very differently, but kind of the same. Um, we all use different materials, different things like that. Um, so I kind of want to get everybody's opinion on it. Now, the first thing I want to hit on is caging. And I use uh, reptile evolution cages, and I have natural, uh, oh God, I think it's natural spirits uh, racks. Um, they're old kind of hand down racks and I have some animal plastic racks as well. Um, you guys kind of, what do you guys use for caging? I know Matt, you have a lot of rack systems. What are your racks right now? Uh, racks. I mostly use uh, black animal plastic ones. They're, they're my favorite pretty much, but, uh, sometimes I have to get one on the spot. So I have some, uh, they look just like them. They match them. Uh, sea serpent racks. And they're real good too. Uh, they, you, the, the guy usually comes to Hamburg and he ships them whole. You don't got to yeah. build them; they're heated, they're whole. So I got quite a few of them now. And then I have ARS racks. That's the metal racks that I keep my adult short tails in. And okay. uh, as far as Cajun, I got I got a variety of Cajun, I guess. So I got a few animal plastics. I have a few PM herps, which are Doug Barr's cage. Yep. And I also have a few, I, I was just saying my, for most of my condors now I have the Hartman Herps. Uh, yeah, Douglas, Hart, Douglas Hartman, he builds uh, custom caging and it seems to work well because I have all kinds of odd sizes that fit on top of my rack. And that's the majority of the cages I'm using for condors and everything. And then I have a animal plastics and habitat system incubator. I just do an incubator talk. So there you go. <laughs> okay. So now you changed from... You had a bunch of Freedom Breeder racks a while ago, right? Yeah, I had the um, I, I don't they've changed models so many times. I had the older model that was like the uh, it's like a weird galvanized thing, and they they lasted a long time. They were great racks, but um, mm. they would get rusty, and they had the open air system still. So the the top was all open. It was like grating, 
and my Borneos could get under and on top of their boxes and they would grade their backs up or their heads. And plus this, oh. my, yeah, my, my room was, my room had good humidity in my old house. It was all, that was all my old house. Um, mm-hmm. But with the open air system, it just doesn't allow much, you know, it, it's tough to keep humidity in there. So I would use them tote boxes for hide boxes with mulch. And I, I just hate it using mulch. So now I use the same tote boxes, but just for paper. I, I just didn't feel like using the Cypress mulch and all that stuff for humidity. So, so basically, but, what, go ahead. I'm sorry. But, but Freedom Breeder changed their racks, but I prefer IRS. I think it's a, like a slicker look. Uh, the prices are about the same. Um, there's just minor differences, and ARS carries the tub. They use the, the Vision tub that I like, and I don't believe Freedom Breeder makes that tub. So that's another reason I guess I'm with ARS now. Okay, and about how much does a unit of ARS cost? Oh, the the ninety five twelve series, which is a twelve you there are twelve tubs. The tubs are the then big tubs. They're uh, thirty nine by thirty by nine, I believe, and there's twelve of them. Heat it. After shipping and everything, it's it runs like between like twenty eight hundred and three thousand dollars a rack. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Wow. I mean, and do, do they come fully assembled or no? Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 welded together. So that's that's why the shipping alone is between two fifty and three fifty because it just it comes on a comes on a big freight truck and they literally just drop a shrink wrap on a on a pallet. Like you know, if you're not home. You just come home to a massive cage shrink wrapped upside down in your in your uh, driveway or, or wherever. So, because a lot of them freight companies, they're just sloppy. They're supposed to call you, and literally you'll go home and you're like, that's a gigantic rack system outside my house. But the good thing is people probably wouldn't even figure out how to feel it. It's so heavy, and they wouldn't know how to take the levels apart, probably. So, um, yeah. So nobody's going to be able to wheel away with it? So. Yeah, well, well, they 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 do it upside down, so the wheels are in the air, and then they come off level by level. But uh, I'm sure people will go, "What the hell is this thing?" So I don't know yeah. if they'd want to steal it, unless uh, for scrap, and maybe they would. But uh, I got lucky. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe, but um, and you so, I mean, I I I kind of had some work with the Freedom Breeder racks when I was in the zoo. Uh, yeah. Do the tubs? Do your tubs come off the tracks or no? See, see, I I don't have any tracks on there. Um, the old Freedom uh, Breeder I had, I had some of the smaller ones which had no tracks, and then the larger ones, the 48 ones, which I don't know if they were called the larger jumbo tubs, they had tracks where you could, they would sit on the track, but you could press these tabs in and, and take the whole tub out. So it was, it was good and bad, I guess. It was good because you knew the tub wasn't coming out unless you did all that, you know, pull, push the tabs and pull it up, yeah, and, yeah, and, and take the groove out, but. That eventually even rusted, I believe, on them old models. So it, it got crazy. But actually, a, a friend, a local friend, has it, and he still he he loves them, and he's uh, he's using them fine for his blood python. So, hmm. Well, it, it 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 all depends on how you keep them, I guess, or how it works out like that. But um, yeah. And now, how how are your ARS racks heated? Uh, they have flex watt with um metal. <laughs> They they go across with uh they put flex watt onto like metal sheets that go across they run they run across so um oh, okay. just basic and I think it's the twelve or thirteen inch I'm not sure it's it's the big one but uh, kind of a waste for blood because I don't I rarely put the heat on them so but I guess it's good to have right yeah. okay so and then 
you said you get your our you get your all your condor cages are built by you said it was uh, Doug Hartman, right? Yeah, I, I have a, a I have two in the in the Doug Bar PM Herp one. I did right. a I did two in the animal plastic. I did like a forty eight inch and put the divider in and made it permanent, which I I really like the look of that. But um, the Doug Hartman ones are perfect because it's hard to get. It's crazy how hard it is to get some of these cage companies that they're plastic and they, to try to get them to do a size for you. And and I'm not even saying the craziest size in the world, just like, hey, instead of a 24-inch height, the, the one you order, can you make it 20? And they're just like, oh, that's going to cost a lot of extra money or you're going to have to wait till this time of the year. I guess they set their machines and they don't want to set them off. Mm-hmm. Where Doug Hartman takes your order and he does it all like with his own stuff. So I've heard people complain about him a little bit, but and I think he's I think it's great. Uh, I don't know what the complaints are, uh, and I've been promoting them. So I, th- I think he does a, a good job of everything. Plus, for the price, how quick he is, uh, you can't beat it. Plus, he does black and white plastic. So uh, I think it's real good stuff. Things can match, and that's all we real. That's all everybody really wants, anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right, um, Zach. What do you use? Because I know you use you you. Um, didn't you build that one rack system with Eric with like the uh thread on the side? Uh, oh yeah, I'm like smorgasbord of all kinds of things over here. I'm Bush <laughs> League over here, man. This is <laughs> I'm a crazy whatever I hobbled too. together over like the last four years and like nothing matches. It's it's we're getting there, but yeah, it's kind of just it's a mess. But yeah, it, everything yeah, works. Your room looks good, Zach. I think your room looks nice. Like that, the the bolt together stuff looks fancy looking to me. I don't know. That that might just be me. I, I think you gotta. I think your room matches better than almost any of our rooms. I'm I'm like, oh, look at this thing. Let's so, tell there's like really cool, you know, skinks hanging around, and that just blows us all away. Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I only have well, what if you talk about conjures too. I have a few cages in the room. Um, nothing too crazy. I have um, two melamine cages. Yeah, old school melamine stuff. <laughs> and uh, you know, actually, you know, it's funny. I actually picked them up from Mike Curtin. Uh, these two oh, cages. Really? I picked them up. Yeah, maybe what it's been like, probably almost probably four years ago, three years ago, something like that. Like, it's been a while. And I picked these two. I actually picked up um four cages from them. I ended up just using two. Um yeah. just because of the way it fit in the room. But um but like yeah, these old melamine cages with sliding glass fronts and everything else. And you know, so far they've worked pretty well. I've used them for, you know, when I put animals together for breeding, so you know, they have a little more room than in the racks. So they get, you know, it's plenty of room, overhead heat panels on each of those. And, um, you know, they work well. They're, they're two feet deep and they're four, you know, they're four, classic four foot cage. And I think they're about 18 inches tall. So they're actually like almost too big, especially the way I keep my, my carpets. So they're, they're size, you know, they're kind of big. Um, but they work well. They work well, especially because I tend to cohabitate, um, uh-huh. my parents for, you know, almost six months out of the year. So, you know, any, any change you can, make sure the male can get away from the female he wants or vice versa is always a good thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they're nice. Uh, unfortunately just through the, you know, I don't know how long Mike was using them, but I would assume a few years. And then for my use, you know, it's, they start to warp, you know, cause the silicone starts coming up and then 
you get right. the moisture and the urate goes between. It uh, starts warping the cage. And so it's not the nicest thing. I, I do what I can every year to doctor it up and try to keep it going for another year. <laughs> right. And it's and so far it seems to work. Like every year I'm like, all right, let's refurbish these cages. And then, you know, I get to squeak by for another year. But I'm going to try to fix that soon. Um, so I use those. Um, the Melamine rack you're talking about is... Yes. There's it's a style of cage. Um, I know that uh, Hesham uses it as well, and it's you take threaded rod. I think it's one inch, uh, no, one a half inch diameter threaded rod. You could get it at Home Depot, or whatever. And so you use a threaded rod to, um, I don't know how to explain it, but kind of mount each of the shelves on the threaded rod. You have to drill holes through shelves and kind of bolts it all together and it takes like hours for the bolts because you have to put each bolt on and you need two bolts yes. for each self and it, it's it takes forever but it, the end result is really nice you know it's it's really nice solid piece like i think it weighs about 200 pounds um well, you know correct. that's the only problem because it's it's melamine I, actually you know what? i'm gonna throw up a picture of it on on the yeah, page please, now Motorpath on radio, please, on the Facebook page. But uh, just so people can get a look what we're dealing with. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. By having the threaded posts, you can actually, like, raise and lower the shelves to accommodate different sized tubs, correct? Uh, yes, which is which is really cool because, uh, yeah, awesome. you're right. You can kind of – you can raise and lower the tubs exact, exactly what you're saying. Um, so you could fit exactly. So there's never – I will never have um, – stuck tubs ever like they'll never warp to the point where they'll be stuck because if i need to adjust i just use this wrench and adjust it exactly how you want and that's what's great too is you know it's really a modular system so you could take shelves off you could add shelves you could add a coupler and then add another piece of um of uh, threaded rod to it so you can make it taller you can make it shorter in the picture you'll see that there's a coupler in the last two rows mm -hmm. and you can take that off and take the top two rows off so just in case i wanted to stack more cages on top i can so like i really made it so that way um it's a really i could do so much with it and that's why i really like it so um, as if you have a small collection i would would you recommend this is kind of being a way to have all your guys kind of organized or kind of in one place or one thing and uh and would the drawback the only drawback I, I could see from it would that be the melamine yes it's melamine so right so that's the only issue um i do know that now uh home people sells um pvc they actually sell expanded pvc the same pvc, PVC. That people, yeah yes that people make cages out of now you can go to them and say I've heard mixed reviews on this. Some people say they'll do it. Some people say they won't, depending on if the person using the saw thinks the plastic will be toxic just the way they cut it there. But you can get them to cut it into strips. And so pretty much you can take this PVC board and get them to cut it into strips and then use that instead of using the melamine. First of all, it's going to be uh, lighter weight. And then on top of that, it's also going to be moisture resistant. Um, well, I, I will agree and disagree with you because Andrew just built a ton of cages out of those PVC sheets, and he did have a cut at Home Depot two specs, so they will do it. But oh, so they will do it. That's great. They will do it, but the problem is that this stuff, this PVC sheet, is flimsy as all get out. Oh, yeah. So like, is, it, uh, is, yeah. It, is it the half inch? Is that what it is? 
Yeah, it's a half inch, but you lose yeah. like after because he cuts them into four footers, and then they just they get yeah. out. You need center yeah. support, which isn't that horrible. So you know, it's almost like taking your melamine rack and tweaking it a little bit, giving it some back support, and then giving it the uh, PVC. You could have a pretty nice homemade rack. And I mean, how much did it cost to build yours, Zach? Um, it probably cost me like two hundred bucks total. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> yeah, not bad for, you know, like two hundred bucks total, maybe I think, and that's because wow. I bought fancy, fancy feet for it, you know, and I, and I kind of, oh, you know, yeah. did it up a little bit, you know, you know, I couldn't just leave it alone. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, and I put you know little things tabs so that the, um, you know, the tubs wouldn't slide out, you know, little locks or whatever. So when you add all, all that up, it was like two hundred bucks, man. It was it was really inexpensive. It still works. I'm going to be using. I don't have any plans on switching it out anytime soon. Um, so really, it's been great. The only issue I could find with it is it's back heat. So, and I want to oh. post a photo right now in the comments now where you guys can see the way I set up the back heat. I ran um, THG, but the 11 inch. I just run two on each side and because I have a heated room. I don't need it to be that warm anyway. Um, so it's pretty much. Back of the tub is like 86, which is, you know, perfectly fine for everything I keep. Um, so let me see if I can find that photo and post it up. Um, there it goes. Yeah, so it's not bad. It works great. It's just I don't, I can't imagine moving it. If I were to, when I move, I will not be taking it with me. Um, that's okay. the plan anyway. Um, because yeah. it's, it's, it's so heavy that it's just not worth it, especially at only 200 bucks. You know, it's like, is it really worth taking? But what's great is I, it's, it's, four, you know, it's 49 inches uh, long and about 16 inches deep. But what's perfect about those, those measurements is it's exactly what you need for 15-quart and 28-quart tubs. It's perfect. Especially I get, I get the, um, if you see in the picture, those are, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, iris tubs, those iris tubs. You get them at at a container store, and and you mm-hmm. can fit four across, or you can put two of the larger tubs. So it's it's really great. I can put yearlings in in the 15 quarts, and then when the males, I mean my males fit in the 32s fine. You know I keep on male size corn snakes. You know so it it works right. out fine for me. Um, but yeah, it's just a really great system. I'm glad I did it. Uh, I really bothered Eric all weekend for that project. No, we actually, you know, I think we only did it like one day, but I think we went yeah. to his father's place like four times to get more tools. Um, yeah. That's his fault for not know. having all the tools. I mean, let's just do yeah, that there. Yeah. 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 I wish, I wish that we would have videotaped how we did it. Cause it's really easy. You just got to, awesome. yeah, you just got to drill holes. I mean, it's, it's actually a really easy thing. It's just kind of tedious is all. Um, and then right. you can see the back panel. I put, um, pegboard in the back. So right. I just cut, got with the Home Depot, measured out what I needed, and I pretty much just used little screws and drilled that to the back. So it has support in the back as well. It doesn't really need it. Um, it's actually really strong, but, you know, that allows me to put the heat tape. So I just ran the heat wow. tape up the back. Yeah, it, it really worked out. It really worked out, so that's great. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of mail mine in my place. I also have an um, animal plastics rack. Um, mm-hmm. That is their CB70 rack, but it's their economy line. So if okay. they're um, cheaper, it's it's almost I think it's a third cheaper than the usual thing. But the only problem with them is they have open sides. So that could be a good thing and that could be a bad thing. 
if you're having a room that's not heated, it's not going to work for you. Um, because yeah. that heat tape is going to be running really hot in order to try to keep the temperature inside the tub at a decent temperature. If you're running in a 60-degree room, 75-degree room, something like that. The being that my room is about 80 degrees during the day, 82, things like that, it, it works out fine. What else I like about that is that it allows a lot of light to come into the tub, and you know, mm-hmm. which is great because it allows the snakes to have a, a light cycle, but even more so, it allows my skinks, which are diurnal animals, to have plenty of light, and I keep all my skinks in, in racks currently, so, and it works fine. That's a whole other okay. topic, but yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, use, I use that. I did order an AP rack, uh, another one, a duplicate of that one that's going to be side by side. Um, and that should be coming in. I mean, I ordered it two months ago, so we'll see. <laughs> Counting down the days. One day I'll come home. It now. It'll be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, it'll probably be here two days before I, I head back to Denmark, I bet. It'll just show <laughs> up. And I'll be like, damn, and I'm going to have to try to set up everything before I leave. I, I know it. But um, other than that, and then, of course, I use my crazy uh, uh, the drop-down um, Rubbermaid that's, tubs for, that's for the contract. That's what I'm going to talk about next is your drop-down tubs. Now, what are those tubs? Like, what what, what are they technically called? Um, technically, they're called Rubbermaid's all-axis tubs. And I'm not going to take credit for finding them. The credit goes to Mo. She first found them. I believe she – I don't know if I, she took a picture of it. While she was at Walmart or something, she was like, "Look at these! Wouldn't it be crazy for, for, uh, for snake cages or for conjures or something?" I looked and I'm like, "Oh my God, those are conjure cages, you know, for fifteen dollars! Like those are literally what that is." Um, and so I raced. I drove to my nearest Walmart that night. I looked at them. I did measurements on them, and I just bought. I bought, you know, the, they're, they're there. I bought the ones in black because they come in a few colors, but I bought the ones in black. And, you know, I just like, I'm going to rig this up. I want to make this work. And, you know, a few iterations and what I have now is kind of my finished, you know, product of what I do with those. And mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it, it's it's a godsend. It really, really is. Especially if you're working with a heated room, it's it's really a no-brainer for a lot of that um, smaller sizes. Uh, the biggest size is 22 inches wide, so about 22 inches wide, 15 deep, 15 tall, something like that. So it's not very big. One, I'm looking at one that's 71 quarts, and it's or something like 72 quarts. It's it's a big tub. It's there for 71 dollars. I mean, so. is is that the one with the drop down front bumps? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Whoa, whoa, buddy. That's a new one. The sizes of these things, so. Apparently these things are pretty freaking big now. So, Wait a minute! Uh, now I'm gonna have to check now. Uh, <laughs> for, for, for a while, the, the largest size was the 22 inch wide, or 22, 23, something like that. And those are the ones. Yeah, like, the ones that's like twenty dollars, right? Yeah, I think they're like sixteen bucks or something like that. Um, yeah, and, and they the work great. Yeah, I think the measurements like 22, 17 by fifteen. I think I was looking at them for a while. So I was, yeah, I they they work. Big they work okay. Um, oh wow, they uh, no, they they don't, they don't have any bigger ones. No, that's it. I guess okay. it's not a bigger one. This this person just really tried tried to screw you here because it's a eleven by seventeen by nineteen is this tub I'm looking at here. So 
don't know. And they want seventy-one dollars for that. Oh, instead of four, <laughs> hey, it sells you four of them. Never mind. Uh, Sorry. Oh, <laughs> okay, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. if you go to if anyway. you and and I suggest if you're going to go out and buy these all-access tubs, um, I have a video on on YouTube and I just explain uh, the whole thing, how I set up the whole tub. Um, mm-hmm. from the ventilation I put in it to how I put the locking mechanism, how I put the uh, uh, the perches in there, even how I put my water bowls in there, everything. It, it's it's a video explaining how I do the whole thing. Um, it's currently on, on, on YouTube. If you look up Rubbermaid, All Access, Conjo, Condo, something like that, Dark Side Exotics, yeah. you'll, you'll definitely find it. It's up there. Um, definitely check it out if you're interested. Uh, they're cheap. Uh, right now, I'm looking at their online store. They sell them in packages of two in the black. You can also get them in blue and a few other colors I've seen. But in the black, which is the ones I like the best, you're looking at you know $33 or $34 for a pair. So I mean, very cheap, very inexpensive. Um, and I, you know, I keep currently I'm keeping adult condos in them, and they're doing fine. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's. I mean, they work great. Um, I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen in terms of breeding because I am doing breeding this year and how I feel about having two animals in the same thing uh, for an extended period of time. I don't know. Uh, my idea is going to be to make uh, a throughway, a piece of PVC connecting, and so drill a hole on each side and then put a PVC cap so I could cap it off when I want the male not to go back in there or open it up or whatever. That's my idea I'm going to do this year to try to make it so that I can use it for breeding as well. And I'll let people I'll, – I'll, I'm going to do uh, probably a video on that if it works out. Um, I'll let people know how I did that too and see if that works out. But you have to also remember I keep my chondros small, very small. Yeah. So, you know, you're looking at a female 500 to 700 grams, that sort of, that sort of size. Um, if you're keeping a 1,500-gram female, a 1,000-gram female, you're going to make, maybe need a little more space. Uh, but I haven't had a problem. They shed fine there. You know, they don't seem like they need a lot of room. You know, they cruise around it fine. Um, everything seems to be okay, so, you know, I, it works. None of them have escaped, escaped it. That was my <laughs> biggest concern. And that was right. a lot of people's concern because when, when you just pop open it, you know, it's easy to open. Uh, but my locking mechanism, which which I use a tab to tab down and prevent it from going up, works fine. Right. I haven't seen them. And, and conjos in general don't push as much as, let's say, a carpet. Um, a carpet will get out. Eventually, will get the hell out. Um, because I find that carpets, they will, you know, especially males, they will bust out of there, um, I think. Unless you reinforce the front somehow, because between the bottom edge lip and the door, they're, it's a little flimsy there. And I think if a, if a carpet really tried to get out of there, I bet you he could probably slip through there. But for chondros, I don't think you're going to have a problem. I really don't. Um, so it works out great. If you feel like you need a reinforcement, you know, you when you when you see them in person, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, that mm-hmm. it'll be an easy fix to maybe glue like a piece of, of, of piping in there, or glue a piece of wood in there just to keep it from bowing, because that's that's the issue uh, potentially. Because if they push out, they may be able to bow the door and then slip out from under the door. If that makes any sense. <laughs> But uh, I'm going to post another picture of my conjure setup so people can yeah. maybe get an please, idea of that. Please do. Uh, uh, if anybody is wondering what the hell we're talking about, we're posting them up on the Morelia Python Radio Facebook page. Uh, you guys can go over there. We've got pictures of all the stuff we've been talking about so far as well as the products that you should 
or could be getting to build your own stuff. And, and the question right now I have for the both of you is, uh, which is better, pre-made stuff or shit you build yourself? Matt, what do you think? Uh, my opinion, I, I like I like the stuff you just buy and you get. Um, I just always done it that way. I'm right. not so crafty by myself. Like I could read instructions, and I just was lucky enough to always have the money to just buy the the product. And uh, but I've seen I've seen tons of homemade stuff that's awesome. Mm. that even looks better you know like i said that 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 rack that zach got is awesome how you can adjust it i think it looks good the first time i seen that um was years ago i think it was in a guy's reptile room he had a he had like a half bathroom with just a toilet in it he built that all the way to the ceiling for babies around the toilet and everything oh my god and he used to just keep six quart tubs i think in there i it might even i don't know where the guy was from or anything but i just remember i always would see that picture it's a little tiny half bath, and it goes around this toilet and all the way up the walls. And I was like, man, that's crazy looking. That's but uh, that, That's just using all the space available. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, if you need to save money, there's tons of good things. Like I said, Zach's video for them condo cages is awesome. And even though I didn't build them, I used his perch thing, the same lights he did. I basically took the whole setup almost and used it, and his video helped me with that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like the, the pre-made stuff, the stuff from companies, but I, I think they're both great. You know, building them yourself if you know what you're doing. You know, if you're just going to throw something together, probably not the greatest idea. Go off someone else. Yeah, probably. Or have a good, <laughs> yeah, have a good idea, you know, and use the – don't half-ass the products, you know. Don't say, oh, I can get away with using this cheap plywood with knockball in it, you know, and, and just don't put any you – know, a big, long – like you said, with the plastic being flimsy. Some people will try mm-hmm. to get away with like an eight foot cage where the plywood just sits over the top like it's not gonna bow and they're gonna try to stack stuff on it. You just right. around the problem. So Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say I would say it depends. Um I I made stuff out of kind of necessity. You know what I mean? Um yeah. you know, it's like it's like, you know, I'm like, uh you know, you start doing the math sometimes and you know, at the time I was I had a lot of time on my hands, so it was like, okay, I could commit a weekend to doing this, or I could dish out 500 bucks or 600 bucks or whatever it's going to be. I was like, ah, I'd rather commit the weekend, you know, or, or whatever. And I'm, I'm just that, I'm very DIY in and of itself, you know. I kind of, you know, I'm also very savvy when it comes to putting things together. I mean, you know, um, so, you know, I did all, you know, plans on the computer, blueprints, and CAD, I, I, you know, I've done all that stuff, so, you know, mm-hmm. it was, you know, doing that thought process wasn't too bad, um, and putting it together is not bad, I, you know, I built furniture for a living for, for a few years there, so, you know, I have an idea of what I'm doing, so that's why it wasn't that daunting when I wanted to go ahead and, and do something like that, right. but if I had a choice, Definitely, the pre-made stuff always generally looks better. Always generally works probably better, um, but there's ways to go around it. It really depends. Sure. If you're gonna do a yep. more permanent setup and you're gonna do it right, you know, if you're gonna put the money in, just do it. You know, put the money in, do it right. It sucks because sometimes you, it feels like you're. And now, now the room is when this rack comes in, the room is be technically done. But I want to replace everything practically <laughs> at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, I guess that's always the case, especially when you look at oh, yeah. reptile stuff in general. Everybody wants to replace the thermostats. Everybody wants to replace, I mean, everything in your room, you want to upgrade it, you know? Um, 
So, like, my melamine cages are my next step. Uh, after I put, you know, my new rack in and all that, there's those cages. I'm going to get those out, get some PVC cages, and instead of doing 18-inch tall, I'm going to do a foot tall, and that way I could put an, I could put a third one in there. You know what I mean? I could have three right. instead of having two. You know, uh, do things like that. And, and, and you're going to – everybody does that through their room. They find out what may work better and what may not. And if you're kind of like up in the air, maybe doing the cheaper option would be a better idea because then if you always want to get something better, at least you didn't put out so much money and then realize it's not going to work for you. Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, it's really, if you have the money, do it. If you want to be Bush League about it and kind of just do it, do IY, you feel comfortable doing it, have at it. You know, that's, that's really the right. way I went, and uh, I don't have any regrets for sure. Nothing has malfunctioned. I'm knocking on wood right now. <laughs> Nothing has gone too bad, you know. Nothing has escaped from the cages I built. Knock on wood again, but so far so good. So again, you know, it really it really comes down to what you can afford. But definitely the pre-made stuff looks so much better, and everybody dreams of that um, room where the, everything it matches and everything is perfect. And some people don't care, but I'm like. You know, everything has to match. I'm very, I'm very, um, yeah, I've, I've become very uh, <laughs> picky about I my reptile room. Well, you know what? So, and it's one of those things like it, it's, if I had been paying attention when I had started, because my first snake room was the Craigslist special number three, where it was like <laughs> one online, you found anything you could possibly do, and that's what you, like, you took it home and you spent a weekend building it, fixing it, making it better, and then putting your snakes in it. So I would definitely recommend, because I'm going to post up a link to where I got my cages right now, and that's Reptile Evolution. But it's almost one of those things of, like, you kind of got to worry about, that, you know, that they, they set me back quite a bit. So, but I kind of got in my head with the whole, like, yeah, I'm spending this much money on cages, this much money on fixing the cages and making them worth a darn to right. put my animals in. If I just yeah. stop doing that and bit the bullet, I could get a bunch of cages that are good. And I do love mm-hmm. my PVC cages, but it just goes down to what you're comfortable with and what you're working with. Because, you know, in college, I had nothing but sweater boxes in my dorm room. So it's just one of those things that you can do. So right. I posted the link for my cages. Now, um, I do want to move on to from cages and racks to something else that is equally as important, and that is computer systems and heating. Because obviously right. you need those. Because if you just throw heat on a cage, you are going to kill your animal. So <laughs> or catch your house on fire. Wait, right. Wait, you you you're, you're telling me I got to get the heat rocks out of my racks right now? No, I'm telling you, put them in the water bowl and let's see what happens. No, so anyway. Um, the, the issue is that now, now I had for the longest time, belly heat, flex wad heat, uh, pads and stuff like that. And I still have some belly heat, back squat, back heat and, uh, tape heat. But mostly I now use is, um, reptile basics, uh, heat panels. And I have them kind of arranged where, and the reason I love them so much is that if you stack up your cages, uh, the panel that is in the cage underneath the one is heating the floor as the cage above has its own heat panel. So you're kind of getting dual heat going on here, um, which is why 
with those kind of systems, I feel it's important to have a computer system that can kind of alter the load in this way. You're not having, you're having proportional heat for all the uh, cages, which is why I have Herbstat 4s and Herbstat 2s that run my cages. And then I'll maybe use a Ranko or uh, a uh, Reptile Basics um, computer system to run my racks because you don't really need to have too many proportional with that one. Uh, what right. do Zach? What do you use for heating and computer systems on your guys right now? Oh, um, I've used and used practically everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, it really just depends on what's going to work best for any given situation. Um, so, like you know, my my animal plastic racks, of course, have yep. have flex slot, um, and. Uh, you know, it works great. It's fine. I don't really run it very hot at all. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, like, you're looking at, like, an 85-degree hot spot, 84, you know, something like that. So it's pretty low. Um, I will eventually probably, um, because I also keep blue tongues in that rack, and they're fine. I mean, they've – I think I, I I put it up – higher. I think it's now at 86 because of the blue tongues. They like it a little bit warmer than the snakes would, um, but not mm-hmm. much. I mean, they're, they, they can, they, they're totally fine at the same temperature. I just, you know, this is the first time keeping lizards in racks, so I'm just trying to be a little more careful about it, even though I've been noticed for two years, but anyway. Um, right. So, I, so it's about 86, and what I would like to do is have it, so bottom half on one thermostat and the upper half on something else. I tend to keep the snakes on the upper half because mm. um, I use mulch on for the blue tongues. So trying to put mulch in a cage that's over your head is much more difficult. Trying to scoop out mulch that's over your head is a pain in the ass. So I keep the snakes up top yeah, and then the mulch, I, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah. think I try to run my room very logically. And like, okay, what would work best in, the, in this situation? And so, yeah, that's the kind of thing. But I, I generally use FlexWatt um, in those situations. My baby rack, I have a little um, uh, Dragons for You uh, baby rack. Uh, I don't use any heat on my babies. Haven't mm-hmm. used any heat on babies since I've been producing babies for the last, you know, whatever, three years now. And uh, they've been perfectly fine uh, with my, you know, they seem to heat up quicker, so they're perfectly fine with the room temperature rising, and they seem to heat up just fine that way. Um okay. So I don't use anything on them. But in terms of thermostats, I yep. I like reptile basic thermostats okay. um, for a few reasons. One, price is great. The price is very great. Um, two, the guys are local, meaning that when I go to Hamburg, I'm going to talk to them face-to-face. That when I go cool. to White Plains, I want to talk to them face-to-face. I've had extensive conversations with those guys about their thermostats. Um, and they know what they're doing. Um, you know, I've never been able to talk to, you know, uh, Herbstat, people who make Herbstat. I've never been able to talk to them face-to-face, nor have it would be you know, like Helix and things like that. Um, so the fact that I could go to those guys and say, like, hey, you know, this is what I have, I could literally go to them and be like, this, this is my problem I have with this thermostat. Is anybody, I haven't had a problem yet, but at least I know who the guys are, you know, and I, you know, so that's why I prefer those thermostats. And they really are tailored to to what we do, and they're they're pulse control. They do dimmer control too, but they're so they pulse electricity um, yeah. rather than uh, dimming the electricity. 
Um, and their view on that is safer because it, as it pulses, it's on. It's pretty much a quicker on and off. And so, right. if anything were to malfunction, it shuts off. It, it never. It doesn't lower down to. Its, it just shuts off. They have a lot of fail safes attached to it. It's great. They're they're really really nice. Um, and you could get them where they have two probes. You get one probe one. So it's just like herb stats or anything else. You get the more uh, upgraded how, version. How high, how high do they go up, um, stat wise? Oh, I have no idea because I never run them really hot. So, um, at least 120. No, no, I mean like uh, how many probes can you have per computer system? Oh, oh I get what you're saying. <clears throat> so, I'm like, oh, I thought you meant like temperature-wise. Um, how many probes? I only think it's. Yeah. I think the they're, the highest one is two. So it's not okay. like the herbs that one where it's you know you could do like four probes, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Well, not, but, not all of them. Yeah, with the herbs that yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, that, and then and my only on, issue, yeah. My only issue with that is, I guess, if one, if I don't know, I, I, I don't know if the probability makes any sense here, but you know, if that one fails, it's failing four different probes. You know what I mean? At least, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I try to think of it that, that way. Potentially, that, um, yes, but also with herbs that, um, the probes are individual. So right. if the probe fails, it fails that one. But right. I guess you're right. Yeah. If the computer system does die, it does take out four cases. Yeah. Right. And, right. There's, and there's alarm systems you can set. Yeah. So that's the other good thing. The reptile basic ones, I use them to run my baby racks. So I like them because also I can stack them. So yes. That's a beautiful feature. Other, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Yeah. The little yep. things you love. But, I, also, uh, I also have a Helix, one of those old Helix things. So, oh, so move on. Don't use it anymore. Like, <laughs> I, I have you. I have a Helix that I'm still using, but it's one of those things like you said, Zach. No, no matter how far you've come with your reptile room, you will walk into your reptile room and you'll stare at this one thing, and you're like, God, I hate that thing. So yeah, it's this yeah. thing in everybody's room that you're like. Soon, whenever I, whenever I get around to it, you're getting your ass replaced. So yeah. that's that one helix for me, and uh, it, it's one of those things where uh, we've had I have had some bad experiences with helixes, and I wouldn't say that it's the fault of the company helix, but it's uh, the fault of the individual system itself and my not knowing enough to check it or recheck it or whatever. Um, right. and it did result in the death of a few animals. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I had some helixes and they just, I I still have some. I I don't use any anymore. I just recently put the last, I took my last one that I had on a rack off, which was great because back in the day they used to be like rock solid. And then I started buying them at a point where I'm not kidding. I uh, two or three within like six months just broke. I didn't feel anything. They just turned off. And it, it was just terrible. Yeah, that that and, and, and Ranco. I do have a Ranco on my uh, heater for my room because right, it supports right. 1,500 watts. That's the, and and uh, Rancos can be a nightmare when you post up. You have a Ranco. Everyone's like, oh, my, you know, get, get that off your room, you know, but you have to use it <laughs> for your heater, you know. You have yeah. to use it. I don't, and it, I, I guess it doesn't make it much better. If, that, if it literally broke and my heater ran, my right. room probably would get high, but it wouldn't be insane. Like it would be on a rack, you know, where they're just right. stuck and and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, I use I use um 
it's not a Ranko. It's another one that that um, Reptile Basics used to sell. I don't see it on their website now, but it's it was a it was a, like an on and off thermostat. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, 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 yeah, I have it. I have it downstairs, but I use it for my uh, exhaust fan. Put it on cool, and so pretty much when the room gets too hot, the exhaust fan comes on and pushes all the air out. And the reason mm-hmm. I like that thermostat is you can set it to a cool setting, so it turns on when it wants to cool the room rather than heat the room. So that that's the reason why I got that thermostat. It's an on and off, and it, it works fine for that. But in terms of anything I was going to attach flex slot to, I would try not to do on and off, and either do you know pulse or dimming or something like that, proportional for sure. You know, right? Yeah. Uh, just, please, for the love of God, anybody who's listening, do not go to Petco and buy, <laughs> you know, one of those dialists that that's being sold through like Zoomet or something like that. Spend a little bit more money and get something that can at least be run properly. So, I, will, uh, I will say, when I first started, then Zoomet one, not the rheostats, the thermostats, you couldn't tell what the temperature was. You just got to, like, touch it. They were yeah. pretty good for me. I still have some of them in a box, and I give them to people – to start off Emergency. with, and I say, I do say, replace this as fast as you can because <laughs> you have no idea. And it just yeah. eventually, you'll just keep on turning that bo- that dial up, and it, it'll you won't be able to yeah. tell anything, and it'll just keep getting hotter and hotter. You know, it's not the greatest thing, but it's better than not running one at all. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, it, it's so funny because you know when I was younger and stupider, I guess you know I I smack a. Uh, you know, one of those heat pads under a tank, plug it in and call it a day. You know what I mean? It was a little oh, thermostat. So I didn't think, yeah. you know, and I would, I kept, I kept a, a leopard gecko for, I think I had it for 16 years. And she just sat in a cage and with one of those stick on underneath there, never had a thermostat on it, never checked temperature, never did it. Fine for 16 years. It's so funny. Now we're like <laughs> super like meticulous, you know, and all that. But, uh, you know, it's just, Definitely, it was stupid. I definitely want to do it again, but you know, some of that stuff was decent. Like some of that Zoomet stuff is still decent. Um, some of it is still good. I mean, definitely yeah. the bulbs and things like that, but that's not how I heat my guys. So no, hell no, uh, that's not how you're going to heat a rack. No, no, no hell no. Yeah. Um, Matt, what what do you use computer system wise? Do you have Herbstats? I don't remember what. You yes, have. I'm I'm trying to switch over to all Herbstats. I have a lot of Herbstat fours, one Herbstat two. And then on the AR, my first ARS I bought um, has the has a Herbstat, like the old Herbstat looking thing, but it works the same way. It's just a, it's one. It yeah, like yeah. It's up like a box, yeah. But the other things I have on everything else, which is a, a decent thermostat, uh, is the uh, VE. I think that I got like a lot of the V100 or 200s. They all support one rack, so it's plenty uh, pumping out. But they kind of click on and off, and uh, but it, it looks similar to the Herbstat setup. It's like that same shape, has a green light. It shows you the temperature, it, whether, you know, and all that stuff. But I don't think it really has all the – it doesn't have nearly the settings that a Herbstat does. So I'm in the process of trying to get all Herbstat stuff. And um, my Habitat system incubator still has a Helix. They, like, built that thing into there. So if that ever breaks, it's going to be a mission getting it out and putting a different <laughs> thermostat in. Oh, they got it, like, glued in. On top, that, that, wait, wire covers. That's in your incubator, right? Yeah, it's in the incubator. It's it's never failed me. It's been working great for I don't know how long. I had that thing for I think close to ten years now. So it's 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 
the incubators looks great, but I mean, I'm surprised the helix is still working that good. But um, so that that's that's what I use for that. That's the only helix I have in my room left. And like I said, I got the Ranco heating my space heater. So it's all V and all Herbstat now. And um, unlike Zach, a lot of my animal plastics have the heat wire. That's how old my animal plastics are. I don't really have many animal plastics with the flex wire. So you have yeah. you have heat you have heat wire. You have the heat cable. Yeah, the animal plastics. They didn't give you an option uh, when a years ago of a flex wire. I don't even know if they give you an option to put the heat cable in there now. I think it's all flex wire. But um, it's just one thick heat uh, cable running. It goes all the way through, and it's just one thing. But um, it works really well. I mean, especially because I have short tails and bloods, you don't need a ton of heat. So it, it does the job. It gives you a little strip of uh, whatever, you know, you said it's 87, it's 87, but all around it, it's, you know, a little bit warmer. So, but hmm. uh, everything else has flex watt. Yeah, it's it's not like that thin stuff that we have for the show, Owen. It's it's like a oh, yeah, double heat. Yeah, I don't know what the heat wire is called, but it used to come with it, and you just, they it, they cut out a groove, and you kind of fish it through there, and then you yeah. jam it in so your tub flies good. I do know that I use a really thin cable for uh, shows, and and, and you know, Matt does now too. But uh, but all right, that's that's cool. So um, real quick, uh, obviously Zach and I were talking before the show um, about how we kind of like have a love hate relationship with FlexWatt uh, tape, and it's <laughs> like we we absolutely need it, we absolutely use it. But yep. I am again with the things that you're going to replace. I have a few strips of FlexWatt that use the old way of hooking up FlexWatt with the clamps and the plastic covers. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, then I have a few that it's the new way where they actually punch the hole in it, and then they put the washer on it, and then they, like, seal it with this, like, rubbery plastic stuff over top. Um, and that would be what I would want to shift over. So do you guys kind of see the uh, appeal to the newer kind? I mean, obviously, it's a little bit safer, uh, would you guys swap over all your stuff too when you got a chance? Uh, I, I as long as it's working, I'm I'm just rolling with it. It's already set. I hate <laughs> anytime I have to pull a rack out and do something behind a rack. It is like it's torture for me. I hate pulling my room apart. If a wire falls, uh, if a wire falls out, or I got to check something, or like I said with the new thermostats, I got to constantly pull racks off the wall, get behind the wall to plug it in, run all the wires, you know, so it's not crazy sloppy back there so i'm kind of i'm where i'm at as long as it's working uh it's going but all the heat stuff scares the hell out of me (laughs) like i think any reptile keeper you know it all you leave the house it's like one day you don't even think about if you start thinking about it you like have a panic attack oh of course uh, my uh, my my entire reptile room is a tinderbox waiting to go up Uh, yeah the one the the one, the one thing i wanted to do that i didn't even look into because i just started running on time and it probably would have been expensive, but it would, have, it would have been worth it. Is when I moved in here, I said I should get a sprinkler system for the basement, hmm. and I never did. Yeah. And I'm sure I still could, but it might just be chaos trying to put it in with my room set already. I don't know, but it would have made me sleep a lot better at night. And or I, I shouldn't even say that. I should say when I leave the house, I wouldn't want to run home. If my <laughs> if the wheels start turning, I'll be like, I'll just I'll turn around ten minutes down ninety five, and I, I got to go home and check something. You know, my wife. <laughs> well. I mean, obviously, let's all admit that if our houses were on fire, we'd be the idiots going inside to wheel out racks before. Oh, yeah. 
Dude, dude, don't talk about don't talk about the episode. Sorry, we're not going to talk about this. We're not talking about this. Shit, dude. Sorry. It's my fault. I, I had a fire in my reptile room, but it wasn't reptile. I know, reptile and I don't know how you didn't lose your mind. I but. did. I, I did. I free, I lost my mind. I, I grabbed all these big tubs, and I started throwing all the snakes in the big tubs. Like, I, I started to, and then uh, I, I only got a couple in there before I couldn't even breathe. But um, everything was fine, shockingly, amazingly. Nothing right. even... It was a Sunday, and feeding day is Saturday. Nothing even regurged. Nothing. It was amazing. <laughs> and I love it because you're like, I moved that one three feet, and it had a terrible time. I'm like, but it survived the fire. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and nothing bad happened. And, and the worst part about it is when it happened, it was like, oh, it's a, you know, it's totally my fault. It's, a rep, it's something reptile-related, and here it's my dryer. And <laughs> Part of me was relieved, and part of me was like, wait, there's still a fire in my house, and my reptile is you know? <laughs> wait, my house is still on fire. I yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Well, okay, anyway. Okay, fire talk. Yeah, we'll get out, we'll get out of there. fire talk. talk. Now, yeah, real quick, um, what do you guys use temp gun-wise? Because my temp gun is actually is a professional one that they use in, like, the automotive industry to temp, like, engines and crap like that. And it has that thing where, like, if I hold the button and wave it around places, it has one number it stays constant, which is the highest temperature it's red, and then the other one just kind of goes to wherever the dot is pointing. Um, do you guys kind of use the ones that are specific for reptile stuff, or do you have you gone in straight outside of the reptile world? Uh, I got mine. Mine's just the, the old pro exotic model. That's all I got. I should get a yeah. new one. I actually just want another one to have for a backup. I, yeah, I have like three. Yeah, I got three. <laughs> I have several pro exotic ones. I think they're tucked in random places if I ever need to temp anything. Yeah. And the longest time I had one actually attached to my incubator because, yes, I was that neurotic. So, Everybody um, is with their incubator, I think. Everybody temp guns their incubator here and there. You have to. Well, that's, a, that's, the, uh, that's the next thing we're going to talk about is the incubator. Now, Jack, what do you yep. use for your incubator? I don't uh, – mom's. Mom. All right, so X son. So <laughs> Zach uses his mom. So and I need that. I use his mom and uh if mom doesn't want the eggs, then those eggs are going in the garbage. Move them off. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, that's painful. I'm kidding, anyway. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What, 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 uh, wait, 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 what do I use what do I use as an incubator? Uh Eric's incubator. <laughs> And and, and, didn't, and didn't Eric use Owen's incubator? What, what, what's yes, going on over here? Vicious cycle. Um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we all should get our own incubators. How about that? No, I do want to actually. Actually, I'm actually very curious about this because this is something I definitely want to have ready, just in yeah. case uh, Miss Condro doesn't want to sit on hers uh, this year. You know, if I get eggs or something, you know, because um, this is a joint project between me and Buddy, so I can't just be like, oh, oh well. Um, because yeah. I feel really bad, so uh, I definitely need to get an incubator that has to be a priority, um, at least this winter to try to you know somehow get that together this winter and uh, this little project. So I'm very curious about what you guys think, and uh, so yeah, have at it. But it has to be right. small though. I want one tabletop size. You get what I'm saying? Because I don't do a okay. lot of clutches. So there you go. Well, incubators are probably your most important thing. And first rate off the bat, if you are new to this, do not buy the styrofoam incubator. <laughs> <that they laughs> I have one of those. Hover-bator. I have a bear. 
I took my entire cl- my entire first clutch of carpet flights on. I burned Ooh. because of that thing. So do not wait, wait, wait. You remember the turbo hovabator that just had like a yeah. fan on it? Oh my god! Yeah. It's so, a fan now. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> do not get that thing. And I know there's <laughs> some guy who hooks his hovabator up to an to a thermostat and it works. Congratulations, you did it. But for the most part, oh, there are best they- products. The, out there. The heat waffle? Oh, man. That was a... Uh-huh. That is the dumbest shit in the world, okay? So, <laughs> skip, skip over that. Um, the next thing, actually, after that, I ended up going and getting a POF incubator. And again, that's for chicken eggs. And I ended uh-huh. up ripping out the shelves because they had shelves that would constantly rotate the eggs. I ripped those out and put stationary shelves and it had a little reservoir for water and it had a whole heat thing. Now, I found out that the heat that controlled that whole thing was just larger heat waffles or whatever the frick they called them. But yeah. it was a nice sealed wooden case, and people have used them a few times. And uh, it was just heavy as hell. It wasn't that accurate, and you couldn't see the eggs through the door unless you had, like, replaced the door with a piece of plexiglass, which I actually had. So, right. yeah, well, I had two clutches in that damn thing. And then I got <laughs> my refrigerator, <laughs> which... <laughs> I spent all these money on cages, and I have never bought a professionally made, like, incubator. So um, my incubator that I currently have and I've had for years is a, swear to God, uh, Coca-Cola refrigerator with a glass door that I've gutted and ran the widest heat tape you can buy up, down, uh, on the floor, and then up the back. And then uh, I've wired the lighting and the fan through the Ranko that runs the incubator. And that's it. It works great. They haven't touched it. Don't need to add water to it. Don't need to have humidity to it. It just it works great. And I'm not gonna. And same thing like Matt said. If it's not broken, I'm not going to fix it. I'm yeah, don't fix it. Yeah, about it. Yeah, forget it. Now, getting when I was building my incubator, I, I forget the company, but they had created this incubator that looked like a small little mini fridge. You know what I'm talking about? No, they were they were plastic. They sat on the top of your like table. They had uh, an, a thermostat inside of it. Um, I'll start trying to look for it. But um, I've heard those things, uh, the little ones uh, that I'm talking about. They 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 don't keep temperature. They fluctuate a lot. Ah, it's the Reptile Pro. Uh, Which who little, who makes that? Reptile Pro makes uh, Exoterra makes one. Oh, yeah, those are terrible. And Zoomen makes one, too. Zoomen yeah. makes one, too, yeah. They're tiny little yeah. They look like little refrigerators. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean now. They look, I feel like toy microwaves. That's what they look like. They look like toy exactly. microwaves. Yeah. yeah, I've heard nothing good about these things, unfortunately. I, I've spoken to numerous people that said that they can't hold a temp. They can't keep anything going. See, Evan knows. Same incubator I got. Thank so, you, but, Evan. I so like probably... <laughs> They're probably easy bake ovens with exoterra stickers on there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. It's an easy bake oven with exoterra logo. Andrew had a clutch of monitors and he threw them in there and the temperature fluctuated so bad he lost the entire clutch. So oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I mean it's it's no good. No good at all. And then he brought his next clutch to me and they hatched it to my Coca Cola refrigerator. So it's almost like with incubators, you're either gonna spend the money and get a really well put together one or do it yourself. You can pretty much do it. So gotcha. now, Matt, I know you had yours 
built. And I like yours because yours is about as tall as mine, but it looks nicer. <laughs> so, and you yeah, have a uh, model for a handle. So I got, I have two of them. Uh, the, I, I actually had the refrigerator first. I had a Pepsi refrigerator, huge one. And then I got it. I did the same thing. I ran uh, the wide flex watt down the back and I put a, a, this little fan. It wasn't even a computer fan. It was, it's a, it was a more powerful fan. I actually put one at the top in the back and then one on the bottom facing up. Like, so it would make like, you know, circular. And it was, I put my own shelving in there. It was great. But my old house, uh, in the back of the basement, as soon as like June would hit, the room would hit like 87 back there. I don't know why it got so hot. And okay. as soon as the warmer months came up, the the incubator would have trouble. Everything would turn off when it was supposed to, but it would start getting up until like 91, 92. So after a year of losing some animals from it being too hot, and I had some money, I bought that... Um, Habitat system incubator, which is a great incubator. I don't even want to say what I paid for it back then. Way too much. <laughs> I could have bought five incubators now probably for that. Place <laughs> I paid for that. But I guess in the long run, it, it kept everything safe. I will say mm-hmm. that. You know, it was great. I could fit, I, it fits a ton in there. And um, it, it does the job. You know, I wouldn't. Now there's just too many incubator companies that are good. So I don't know why anyone would want to buy their incubator because they're just the prices are ridiculous for them. I don't know how they sell incubators anymore. But yeah, um, yeah. and then I got an animal place incubator, which was, I don't know if they still make them. I think it's on the website, but who knows if they make it. It was at the time, I, I used to bug them. They they put a picture on their website and they, and they never sold any. And I used to call them and like, when are you making this incubator? And as soon as they did, it was, that was the first Timley show I went to. And I drove my 15 passenger van up just me and my wife and my buddy and uh, my wife's friend. So uh-huh. I bought the incubator directly from Animal Plastics at the show and, and drove it home. <laughs> so I saved on shipping. And I was going to Tinley anyway. I didn't go there for the incubator. So the Animal Plastics incubator <laughs> worked great. And it was 750 at a time in great incubator. So I like both of my incubators. But I do want to try the hot box ones. I don't know why. I, I have two incubators at work. And right. I want to try these hot box ones. They look nice. I heard great things about them. I got I like an LED fan. All, they got like LED light on the fan, so you know if the fan goes off all the time. Uh, they just, I heard they're really nice. Yeah, that's the one. If I'm going to buy one, those are the ones I'm looking at. Uh, especially yeah. because you can get them locally through uh, Sea Serpent. So, yeah, Sea Serpent um, and them are like teamed up. You could probably pick one up from Hamburg. You just got to check if Sea Serpent is going to make it to that show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, that's not too bad. It's just, like, I just, if I could find, like, a tabletop, cool, um, like, refrigerator for, like, drinks or whatever. You know, you see them in the malls a lot, you know, like a tabletop size yeah. where yeah. it has glass in the front. Because a lot of people have offered me, um, like, mini fridges and stuff like that, but I want one with the glass front. Eric yeah. also I has, have. like, a huge, what does he have? He has, like, a, he has another, like, cooler like a big pepsi fridge or something that he offered me but it's just too big like i i wouldn't no place to put that in my house like it's just too big (laughs) i need something i can put on my table or i can put like in my somewhere that that's going to be small enough or for like maybe four clutches at the max would ever go in there um and that's all i would need it for and you're looking at morelia clutches so you know a couple six quart tubs and i'm good to go so well maybe for you but um for me again for me i'm looking at something (laughs) that i can use I have I have a Coke fridge that like goes it's a tabletop one with glass that I've already gutted and it's like two shelves high and that's it. 
well, what the hell? Come take a look <laughs> at it later. And I, and if you want it, freaking take it. Because I'm not. Well, that makes it easy. It. <laughs> anyway. So, um, anyway, uh, there's just like, you know, obviously, you know, uh, and, and Eric and I joked about it all the time is that you see people put a shit ton of money down on animals. And then you see people put like, keep them in plastic bins on like the floor with like heat tape uh, coiled yeah. around them and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That same thing goes with incubators. You see people put a shit ton of money down on animals, but then they cheap out and they, they buy, buy a piece of styrofoam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a piece of styrofoam. Well, and well, and that's you the, have the nerve to look surprised. So, well, that, that's the best thing you'll see on Facebook nowadays. They go, oh, quick, where do I get an incubator from? Uh, these snakes actually, you know, they, the, the, the mom actually laid eggs. Like they breed the snake thinking, oh, well, there's no way I'm going to get eggs. And then they're shocked when they get eggs. But, but then it's yeah. funny because you go, you have an incubator. Just keep the mom on them. You don't have to pack. Like, <laughs> if you don't have an incubator. Them with their mother. <laughs> yeah. If, I wouldn't panic if I didn't have an incubator. I would never be the guy breeding snakes without an incubator if I plan on incubating stuff. But I'm saying, you know, they don't even think like, oh, I could just maternally incubate. They, they have no clue. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was just kind of one of those things, and uh, I, I kind of felt like I needed to have one, but I was the dumbass who was like, oh, the styrofoam is fine, because no one told me otherwise. <laughs> you, so, you, were that, you, were, you were pre-Facebook guy, that's what you, you were that I guy. Know. I was, I was pre, <laughs> pre-Facebook and stuff, so, yeah. you know, Shit, I'm I got everyone, what do I do with this? The, the stupid styrofoam bullshit is not worth the styrofoam that you're getting, okay? It's worthless. Do not get it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I would just do that. Um, I posted pictures up of my incubator. Please excuse me. It was a, when it was not cleaned. And the funny sticker that I have on top of my incubator, which I enjoy thoroughly. Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, I love that sticker. Anyway, so next thing I would want to talk about is obviously feeding, because I know that Matt and I do it a little differently, and then Zach, I want to talk to you about your skinks and how they eat, which I know you'll love. So let's 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 do oh, Matt so we can let Zach just go. So um, now I obviously get my guy get my guys frozen thawed from a breeder out in the middle of Lancaster who's got this pig barn that he's gutted and it's filled with rodents now, and it is a horrible place to visit. Because you just get the smell on you and you'll never go away. But he has been supplying me with rodents, and my guys have lived long and very healthy lives on their rodents. Um, But I get them probably weeks or so after they've been uh, culled and they've been frozen. Matt, you get yours fresher, right? Like, does she kill them the day she sends them out to you, or no? I I get live. She she does live. Yeah, she Sophia. I do SOS rodents. Sophia, uh, Sophia runs it. Uh, the, you know, if you ever been to Hamburg, she's next to me. She's in the back. She has a couple. She has an end cap. Uh, she has almost everything and anything you want. And I'm lucky enough to where she delivers on the weekend. She delivers at the Philadelphia Zoo, certain pet stores, and then just breeders if they order enough. And I'm lucky enough to where I buy enough. So she drives right to my house and meets. <laughs> at a certain time every Saturday and I just come out of my house at 11 o'clock and she gives me all my feeders. So everything is live and I, I pre-kill everything myself. Okay. And I feed, I feed right on the spot. I feed fresh uh, pre-killed except for 
Now, I've never done frozen thawed until I got Condors, and now I kind of packed. I, I still, even even though she does frozen thawed, I kill them myself and, and freeze them. Although she does frozen thawed the right way, because I hear nightmares about frozen thawed stuff, but I'm not that experienced in them. <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, so no, I, it's great. I, that, I would agree. Yeah, it, it's great. I mean, she general, like I said, I can get gerbils, hamsters, African soft furs, rabbits. You know, she guinea pigs. She has chicks normally. She can eat, she can give you chickens. She has so much. She has a couple of buildings full of rodents and all kinds of other stuff for uh, pet and animal use. You know, feeding. So it's she's awesome. Cool. I, it's going to be one of those things where I'm probably going to have to be uh, moving my olive pythons onto guinea pigs soon, which is oh really. Um, <laughs> You, you should you should honestly <laughs> check you should check because she don't just deliver to Philly. I mean, if you ever needed to, if she around oh, you, out here in the boonies. Yeah, well, she's from she's from somewhere uh, like Oli, PA or something, I believe. Um, so I don't know. She could be close to you. She's I mean, she's only twenty thirty minutes from Hamburg. So um, right. Uh, yeah, and she does frozen, and and she'll set stuff aside for you. So you should check her places and. I know she's quality. You won't have to visit that terrible place, you say, if you, if you start going with her. So, um, so she's awesome. I mean, uh, I sit there every every weekend. I got to get right to clean, and, and we wind up bullshitting for about a half hour outside. So it's uh, she's, nice. she's funny as hell and a good conversation. Yeah, she cracks me so up. If you order enough, you can get delivery rodents to your door without having to worry about filling a box from uh, uh, Rodent Pro. That's amazing. Yes. I've been, oh, I've, been yeah, extremely, dude. <laughs> I've been extremely spoiled. I think I started using her. My buddy used to work at a pet store, and he uh, used to like hook. He used to hook me up. We used to get. He used to give me the rats for, because he he was a snake breeder too. So he used to just hook me up for the prices he would get, which was cost. And he eventually got a new job, and so I was like screwed. <laughs> and I started talking to her at Hamburg, and it just so happened that she delivered. Somewhere close to my old house, so I would meet her, and it, I started buying so much. She goes, "I'll come directly to you, because you buy enough." Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, so ever since, she delivers right to my door. That's awesome. That's amazing. See, it, it you know, it's one of those things that like Matt one day is going to have to go get rodents himself, and he's going to forget how to do it. And it's like, oh, uh, I, I I say all the time, I'm like, you can never retire. Um, please don't, I, I don't know please what, I don't even know what I would do. I don't. I, I'm so. I don't even have a backup plan. I would just be calling you up, like, "What do you guys do?" You know, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> freaking out. So, all right. So, Zach, I know for your guys, you get you get your frozens from the same place Eric got. Yeah, yeah. I we have uh, we have a lady out out in New Jersey, and she, um, you know, she kind of works close to Eric. Well, it's a little out of his way, but. It's not too bad, and so about once a month or every other month, Eric goes and he picks stuff up, and I just pretty much add to his order. Um, so, you know, because obviously he's getting a lot more than I am, so I just kind of go, uh, yeah, just add another, you know, 100 small rats, another 100 hoppers, and, you know, that sort of thing, and we get them. Prices are really good, and she always puts extras in there sometimes. We mm-hmm. put a big order in. She'll put another 20 in there just because, That's why, that's you why know, I love my guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great because they'll hook you up. You know, if you're, if you're, yeah. it, I that would be my suggestion to everyone is get somebody that you're going to be consistently getting from, and become yeah. a customer. Because if you become a, a you know a customer, you're going to get the hookup. That's just that's just what it is. You're going to get better 
customer service by doing that. I mean, literally, we call her, I call her when I, you know, get the word from Eric that he's going to go pick some stuff up the next day. I call her. She goes out to, to the thing or her husband, and they go kill them that night and freeze them overnight. And so they're super fresh when I get them the next day. It's an amazing, you know, kind of setup we have. So it works out. It's super convenient to me because then all I have to do is drive to Eric's and pick them up. You know, so um, it just, it works real well. And the prices are good. And I've never had a problem. She does mice, rats, African sulfurs. I think she does a few other things. But, you know, mm-hmm. she just she just does exactly exactly what I need. So I never have a problem, really. So That's awesome. Um, I, I know she doesn't really advertise much because it just seems like she has enough clients that she doesn't really need that, you know, she doesn't, she never has extra, it seems. So you'll mm-hmm. never really see her post, you know, so I don't know. So we're not going to share her pretty much is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm you're wondering, anybody in the Philadelphia area, shoot ours. <laughs> Y'all can go uh, to hell. And yeah, I should say that too. It, like I, I, I need to specify. <laughs> I order a lot, so Free is not going to deliver to you if you get two small rats and, and a mouse a week. Can I have a bag? Not, of, yeah. Pinky? Yeah. Don't, don't go to. Well, well talk to people. How Jim. much on average? How many? How many rodents do you order a week? I don't order. Yeah. A week. Oh, oh, yeah, Matt. Know. Matt. Oh, I don't. I don't know a lot. All right. Um, well, let's let's put it this way. Uh, do, do you guys know your rodent bills off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, my. Mine is uh, winter. It's a lot different, but usually in the summer, between depending on how heavy or sometimes I go smaller or bigger, my rodent bill is anywhere between two seventy five to possibly uh, three fifty a week. <laughs> oh my so, god! Yeah. Right. yeah, so so you can see why uh, he gets stuff delivered to his house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you're when you yeah. when you when you're buying that many rodents so every week, then I, yeah, I yeah. But I, I do. I don't. Yeah. I shouldn't say every week. I will take off a few weeks, and then obviously in the winter it gets way easier. So right, right, but, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. But, but I'm I'm more of a heavy feeder, and I, like I said, I have bigger body Big snakes. snakes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but believe it or not, everyone probably thinks, oh, he's probably feeding the short tails like game snakes. They mostly get medium rats. Some get larges, and then only moms that look like flat tires that were hire my old stock that are huge get a jumbo here and there once in a while. So, right, right. And then yeah, I got the who take four, five, six, seven pound rabbits, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. See, with my guy, the price kind of varies because he does cater to a lot of other breeders. So it's like medium rats in the wintertime are really cheap. So I actually buy up more medium rats because. I always know when the ball pythons have now come out of their, you know, yeah. cool down because high. the price of medium rats has gone up. Because oh, that's that's terrible though, man. That stinks because it does. Price, so you know, they shouldn't change. But of course, <laughs> now I I don't pay what is marked on the board. So oh, okay. I see the price, but I've not done anything. But um, it, it's almost like during the winter time is when he has a bunch of animals, but not a lot of people are selling because everybody or not a lot of people are buying because all their animals are down for winter or something like that. So that's when he'll be like, Hey, uh, do you want an extra bag of jumbos for like nothing? And I'm like, yes. So <sighs> like in the winter, that's when my freezer is like crammed full of, of rodent. I mean, it is stuffed and I'm only paying about like 400 oh, maybe a month you, or something you- like that. So. You realize you're giving away your secret now, right? 
You do realize that? They I'm don't know who my guy your... is. I didn't say oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Forget all these people listening. So I'm going to say you're, I'm not, you're, I'm not you're, you're, anybody up. <laughs> your flea market's going to be packed now with people not bidding on rounds. Large anyway. jumbo bags, yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> that's how it rolls. Um, the 400 a month for your collection? Man, I that's crazy. I, I wish. know, right? <laughs> I wish. wish. Did you guys see my diamonds? Jesus, they're uh, huge. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, lots of money. It's uh, it's almost like, and then now, Zach, going back to feeding. Yeah. Um, this skinks. Oh God. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell do you feed those things? And what would you recommend to somebody? Because I know. I was listening in on a conversation that you and Eric were having about the snake sausages that I, I can't bring myself to use, but um, that made a lot of sense for somebody like you that has animals that might eat, you know, dog food, and maybe this is better for them. So what do you feed them, and then kind of what, what were you, what's your take on the sausages? Well, yeah, um, the skinks is kind of a different different thing um there are omnivores in the wild and uh out of necessity more than out of need necessity uh out of then i guess they're they have to be uh omnivores in the wild because they live in not the nicest places and so generally speaking they eat whatever they can find um but what we have found in captivity is they're pretty they do very well in captivity on a higher protein diet than what most people were feeding them um, okay. for a long time. And so now the standard is dog food here in the United States. Uh, and, um, and a lot of people are like, you're going to feed dog food to a, snake, uh, to, a, to a reptile? Absolutely. And most people say, you know, because you hear those stories of people feeding dog food to their iguana and stuff and a thing dying in like mm-hmm. four years or whatever and things like that. And, this is the one. This is the one, you know, reptile that you can feed dog food exclusively, and it will live thirty years. Um, it's just kind of the way they are. I don't know what miracle has happened, but dog food has become the a diet that the amount of vegetables and 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 protein and carbs and everything else that's in dog food actually pretty much mirrors exactly what skinks eat in the wild. Um, which is pretty crazy and really convenient. And so, you know, breeders knew about this forever and were suggesting people to use uh, dog food forever. I know that um, Ray down there, uh, Ray, uh, he's like a big-time bloomfunk skink breeder. He he lives down in, in Florida or whatever. He's been using dog food for forever. I mean, literally for, you know, the last 20 years or so that he's been working mm-hmm. with them and has to have a problem using it, actually, he started having problems when he tried to vary up the diet with more vegetables and things like that because growing babies need a lot of protein. And so he found that dog food is a majority of what an animal gets is better off. And so, you know, there's still a lot of controversy about that, as you can imagine, because people are like, that's not, that's not natural. Well, neither is keeping them in boxes, right? You know, or like <laughs> neither is heat tape. Uh, neither is, uh, you know, you, we're doing a lot of things. It's not about what's more natural. It's about what's going to work more effectively and and it's going to take out all the guesswork. Um, 
dog food is a quality dog food. I'm not talking about no Alpo, right? I'm talking about quality dog food. <laughs> uh, no kangaroo meat. <laughs> no, right, yeah, quality quality dog food that is whole prey, um, that has no grain, grain-free generally is what I use, um, you know, that doesn't have any fillers. You're talking about, you know, you're talking about $5 a can type of stuff rather than, or $3 a can rather than, you know, 50 cents a can type stuff. That stuff is going to be higher quality, and they're using whole animals. They're using organ meat, they're using the bones, they're using everything. Which is exactly what I know that they're doing with those new links, the new sausage links. The same yeah, idea. Yeah. Um, the sausage idea, I think, is a, is great. I think for some species that is warranted, that definitely is going to help. Things like kdus, I think, is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see myself using it for blue tongues, and been working so great. And you know that. I really don't see a benefit to switching. Now, when they were talking, uh, this is on Nick's show, um, mm-hmm. Reese's recent show, and then when they were talking about maybe using these sausages for snakes, it makes a lot of sense because what you're doing is you're getting all that filler that's in rodents, such as hair and a lot of their digestive tract, which is full of nothing but crap and all that stuff. You're getting rid of that, and you're just putting nothing but the whole animal inside these sausages. It's a higher-density meal. So it's a meal right. that's already pre-grinded, and it's a higher density in terms of calories and in terms of nutrition, and so it's just generally more healthy than feeding something that's majority so crap, literally, mm-hmm. and digestive system and hair and stuff like that. Um, will mm-hmm. I see myself switching over to it? Maybe not. What I what I I just because you know rodents are cheaper. I mean that's just the bottom line. Uh, <laughs> what I find interesting about it is the concept of using it for something like baby chondra. Um, mm. We're feeding small snakes, uh, you know, pinkies. And mm. pinkies are mostly water. If you look at makeup of a pinky, it's mostly moisture, it's water. And then the rest of it, it's mostly fat and then some protein and a little bit of calcium. But what you're mostly getting is a little wad of fat and moisture. And, you know, generally speaking, when you feed that to an animal, out the other end comes this really floppy, nasty poop. And we see a lot of issues with baby chondros, like prolapse and things like that. And yes, we like to blame uh, hydration a lot. But it could also be that we're feeding them pinkies, something they would never eat in the wild. Uh, You know, they're eating little skinks and little lizards and stuff in the wild as a majority of their diet. You know, if you talk to somebody like Daniel and Sue, she tell you they're feeding all decent-sized skinks that you wouldn't even imagine they could eat. They're eating in the wild at their first meals. Um, And, of course, it's... A little skink is going to have a lot more protein, a lot more calcium, and it's going to be a more complete meal. So I can see having those, like, making little tiny sausages, which is what they were talking about making, the size mm-hmm. of pinky. I could see that as something I would use for chondros. I can definitely see that happening. Um, I don't really have that problem with my carpets because they start off at, with hoppers at more complete diet, I feel, a more complete animal. So I know, I don't feel like I really need to do that with them, but for conjures, definitely, I'm definitely keeping an eye on it, and I cannot wait. I'll be the first one to order pinky size of those when I get my conjure babies, because I think that that may work out. Um, but in terms of the blue tongues, I go to the pet store, I buy, you know, I used to buy uh, Merrick, because I used to have a pet co near me, and they sell mm-hmm. Merrick dog food, which is really high quality stuff. I stopped using them, because PetSmart doesn't carry that, and now I use uh, Blue Buffalo, but they're wild kind, I don't know what it's called, but it's like the wild wolf version where it's like nothing right. but meat. 
there's no right. filler in it at all. And I use that. I use the canned stuff, and I do 50% canned and 50% dry dog food, mix it up, and that's what I feed them. Super easy. I know a lot of people right now are actually transitioning not only away from wet dog food, but are transitioning to dry dog food only. Just a bowl of dog, dry dog food, and their skin are doing fine. Um, I haven't done that yet. I've thought about doing that, but they don't seem to be to eat as much, so you have to keep the bowl in there almost a lot longer because they only nibble on that rather than going full bore, eat the whole thing. Because I only feed skinks once a week. Um, a lot of people feed skinks more than that. I only feed my adults once a week and babies twice a week. That's it. That's all they get, and I've been fine on that regime. Um, and so, you know, the dry dog food, a lot of people keep it constantly. So when the skink is hungry, then it will nibble on it. Um, and so consistently feed skink without them overeating because – Generally, they just eat it because it's there, not because they really like it, if that makes any sense. So you don't have as much of a tendency for them to overeat on dry dog food because it doesn't really smell all that much like food they're used to. So, right. yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I want to try it, but, yeah, that's it's super simple. Like, I go, I buy a bag of dog food. I'm good for a few months when it comes to the skinks. That's another reason why I love them. It's It's just so easy. But, yeah, I used to do roaches. I used to do all this crazy stuff, and, you know, roaches became a headache. I felt myself taking care of them more than I was taking care of my animals. Right. <laughs> you know, they would just, and, and their population would would boom too much, and I wouldn't wouldn't be able to feed them off as much as they were growing. It was just too much work. Um, and I, would, I was literally giving people thousands of roaches every few months because I, I was just overwhelmed with them. But if you're going to be feeding anything that's insectorial, you know, eats insects, definitely go for roaches or something like that. But uh, I'm pretty much, currently, I'm getting rid of everything that eats insects in my house. I'm done. I've become spoiled by snakes and blue tongues, <laughs> and I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not going back. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I've kept that stuff. I've bred that stuff. You know, I love it. I've kept geckos. I've done all that stuff, but I'm I'm just done. At least now, you know, I've been working more. Maybe I want to have more time on my hands, maybe again. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with that stuff. So, stinks are easy. Works. So, um, just jumping back to uh, some of the other stuff we've got going on here. Uh, obviously, I would see that there would be some use to feeding with the skinks with that stuff. Now, uh, yeah. Zach, do you have hooks, tongs, things like that that you use? Yeah, um, I use two hooks, uh, two different kinds, of, two different sizes of hooks um, for Correct. everything I do in my room, and um, you know, and they're nothing, they're nothing fancy. I picked them up at just you know the Hamburg. Actually, I picked both of them at two different Hamburgs. Um, the first hook is a, a ultralight hook. It's about I don't know maybe eighteen inches. I think the hook is eighteen mm-hmm. inches. Has a small hook on it, super lightweight. It's like maybe the weight of like a pen or something. And I just use that for really nippy babies. You know, I go and I'll hook them just to hook them off and, and not, you know, just to calm them down before I go in there. Um, so I'll use that for that. And for my adults or anything a little bit bigger than that, I use a two-foot cage hook. And it's just a two-foot hook. Um, and I feel like, you know, I... I've seen a lot of people with, like, those four-foot python hooks with, like, that plastic scoop. I think Eric has one of those things. Like, huge yeah. thing. Like, it's just, for what I use, for what I do, it's just 
too big. I like the two-footer because it's just an extension of my hand. I could just tap them with it or I can kind of manipulate them. And then once you're in the hands, you're fine. Uh, so I think the two-foot hook is perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it, man. That's all I use there. In terms of, like, feeding tongs and stuff like that, I have hemostats in probably every size and every tweezer that I think has been ever made just because I have yep. a fascination with everything stainless steel. I don't know yep. why that's the case, but I have, like, a bulletin board. I, there's one in, in, in there's a picture of it on, on the group now because um, mm-hmm. it's in the background. But it's a bulletin board, and I stick little, um, you know, like, thumbtacks in it, and I just hang all my utensils there. It's just something right. I like to look at, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Every time, like, somebody's like, oh, look at this new, you know, tweezer, feeding tweezer I found on, on Amazon. I think Buddy posted one recently. I was like, order, order, order. Like, I just instantly order it just because I just like having that stuff around. But, you know, good, like, 18-inch hemostatch is good. You know, that's going to – you're going to be perfectly fine feeding most things with that um, and not get bit. Um, I saw the two-foot ones. I find the two-foot ones too unwieldy. They tend to be a little too heavy. For my hands, I do have small hands, and those, you know, so it just tends to be too unwieldy, and I don't really need it. Uh, but 18 inch are fine, and I usually do an 8 inch hemostat when feeding babies and stuff like that. But you know, I try not to get the non-locking. I can't stress that enough. Non-locking, if you can, because you know it sucks having it having a snake wrap around your hemostat and then they're locked at the same time. It's a mess. Right. You know, I try to get them off. Yeah, it's a mess. Do the non-locking. It's just, it's easier to let go of the rodent quicker if it's non-locking, is what I find. Right. So, I I actually made both my hooks. Um, oh, so, fancy. Yeah, both my hooks. Uh, I am made I back on? Actually, what? Am I back on? Uh, I was making sure. I didn't know. Yeah, you're here. You're here. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, um... Yeah, I made both my hooks, and actually my one hook was made because I bought a cheap-ass piece of crap hook, and it broke. Um, at Hamburg and a few other places, you can get those fancy collapsible hooks that, like, telescope in and out of each other. Oh, those yeah, yeah. Yeah, they break all the time. Yeah, so of course. Those are the thinnest type of aluminum ever. So yep. that, of course, snapped in half, and I had the remnants of it, and then I took a golf club, cut the head off of it, inserted the remnants of the one hook and kind of like welded them and stuck it all together and glued it all solid. And that's been my hook forever. So, um, I made those, but then I bought a bunch of the Midwest tongs. Uh, uh, I guess they, whatever they would call them tongs or something like that. Uh, but I don't really use them the way you're supposed to like grabbing the snake or whatever. I usually use them to feed my big guys. So I got like some distance and, um, then I use same thing you do hemostats and things like that. Uh, Matt, I know you have some larger hooks for your guys. Uh, I also know I, that you're a crazy person who uses your hands a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess we just bought one of them really big hooks from the from the latest handbrake shop. I thought it looked cool, and I guess I could use it. It's one of them. <laughs> I don't know. It's like 55 inches, and it's got the big flat looking hook. Yeah, the big python so, hook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought. Yeah, it's got two grips on there. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. My, my kid like my kid really likes hooks too. So he he bought. So he um he likes playing with that too. So yeah. um and then I I don't have many other hooks. I have a golf club hook, kind of like how you said. Um, right. And I have a couple of small hooks, I guess, for babies and now my yeah. stuff, my carpets and everything like that. 
Yeah, that's it. I'm not I'm not like a big hook collector like you guys. I've seen all your rooms. You just have tons of stuff like hanging on the walls. And they're never they're always across the room when you need them. <laughs> so regardless of where true. they are, when I'm in trouble, they're on the opposite end of the room. Okay? So uh, uh, that doesn't luckily, happen that much anymore since the white lips are gone, but yeah. Yeah, luckily <laughs> in my room everything like I could touch I could probably touch one side and the other with my arm legs. <laughs> In my little closet yeah. slash room situation I got. But I tell you what, a hook is always right there, you know. It's like always the arm wipe away when I'm in there. But, you know. Lucky. But I, yeah, that's why I couldn't I couldn't even have a big hook if I wanted to. Because, like, I, I wouldn't be able to, to turn. Now you, yeah, you, you're, you're like wall to wall. But, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and then, and like you said, I rarely, I always use the hook to kind of move stuff out of the way. And then I kind of just get in there. Right. But for the bluff and short tails, if you're going to use anything, it, it it stinks to have to use a glove. I know everyone's like, oh, I don't use a glove. They don't hook real well. <laughs> They're so short, yeah. and they don't they really don't hook well. So if they are crazy tempered, which I don't really have any like that, I kind of just use a lid, actually. I just go in there regular with my hand and take a lid and mm-hmm. get it around that first coil of their neck, and then they can't get me. It's like a shield. So that right. works pretty well. So lids work well. I know retic keepers uh, use tour, uh, they use um, paper towel rolls. <laughs> they don't even use them. Yep. They just use a full roll of paper towels. That seems to be their favorite thing. And I've uh, had that back well, there on me. Yes. So. I, I never I never tried that. It just seems like I guess I'm not that experienced with my retics. I kind of just go in there and I just tap them on the head and I just start trying to like get them out. Mine aren't mine are pretty good temper. Besides the time uh, Eric was over and the one girl tried to eat my hand, but that was she wasn't vicious. She tried to. <laughs> Gently eat my hand. It was my own fault, but you know, nothing happened. So it was all good. It just was funny because it was the first time Eric was to my house. So right. Um, and a retic yeah. is trying to consume you. Yep. Yeah, but it was it was in the most gentle way. It was the funniest thing. It was, and I, I was like, I think your retic is doing something. I'm like, yeah, trying to eat my hand. Trying so, to kill us uh, all. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huh. But um, and as far as I just have the big tongs or or tweezers i guess you could say i have three different sizes and i did buy them things that buddy mentioned buddy buscemi the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the train thing because if i'm going to get into condros and uh, i remember starting a few of the littler ones i had the one you had to like let go at the right time if not it would take it and drop it so i was like i'll get one of them because they have like no grooves so kind of it comes off really easy i don't know if you could like the i don't know how to explain it but it works really good. I heard Buddy talking about it. I'm like, yep, I'm going to order me some of them, too. Cool. So, real quick, because I know we're, we're already on recording at this point now, um, I want us to quickly touch, and I know this is going to be Matt's favorite subject, and that is uh, water bowls <laughs> and water dishes. Yes. Um, yes. Now, my day has come. So, um, now what I use is I use stoneware for everything that I can get stoneware for or heavy crock dishes. And I did post up on the uh, Marley Python Radio Facebook page a uh, link to the restaurant store, which if you, there's a restaurant if there is a restaurant store in your area, I would recommend highly going there. They have these things that are mini fluted souffle dishes that are perfect as baby bowls. And then, of course, those souffle dishes do kind of grow depending on what your need is. So you can get medium to possibly even large uh, bowls that can be used for this. Cause I mean, I've seen people spend a ton of money 
on cases of stoneware bowls. You don't really need to go that far because it's almost like for 12 bucks, uh, you can get a whole case of these little mini souffle dishes and you're good to roll. So uh, what do you use, Matt, for your uh, <laughs> water bowl? Water My, I use the same thing. I go, I go stoneware, crock dishes. I kind of, the, the things that everybody basically sees them brown or tan looking bowls with the blue insides. Yep. I just search constantly on Amazon when I have money and there's, you can find great, you can find deals where they're like the big five or seven inch ones are like a dollar 95 for however many the store has left. So I try, I'm still, I like I like to try to get all of them. Although there's different brands of them too. I don't know why. Yeah. Some of them are great and some of them don't I don't like so much, but I do have them. And uh my whole room is that except for one rack is still these awesome Target dog bowls, which were big crock bowls, but they have like a puppy dog on the inside and they're striped. Yeah. yeah. They look goofy as hell, but they were ninety nine cents. I like cleaned out a bunch of targets when that happened. And uh this ninety nine cent store had the same thing, like these souffle it was like a bigger bowl and then a little bowl in there and they were like wrapped and a couple 99 cent stores around Philadelphia had them and I like cleaned them out and it was perfect <laughs> for all the baby stuff. Yeah. People were just like, why do you need this many bowls like this? I'm a I master guess. chef. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't understand that's, you know, pretty much it. Um, so yes, yeah, so I try to go with all of them. I use the three, the four, the five, the seven inch. I think I even got, I don't know if the big ones are the nine or ten inch. For I have them in with the retics. So, yes, I I try to have all uniform water bowls along with everything else. I I constantly search Amazon when I got money. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I don't do deli cup. I fill my water bowls up. No deli cup. I scrub water bowls. Yep. I fill the water bowls up too. No, I know. I know. Eric does the little like. Put yeah, my I do delis myself. Fancy plastic deli cup in the crock dish, so yes. yeah, I I go old school and I sit there and use dish soap and hard sponges and scrub my water bowls. Yep. Nah, anybody, anybody got time for that? We're here. All right, so never mind. I, I, so you use the uh, uh, you you put the plastic inside the crock dish, right, Zach? Well. Uh, what what I do is um, what depends on kind of kind of the cage, but generally I use two. Well, for babies I use two ounce deli uh, well portion cups, and I put them in two inch couplers. You could get these two inch couplers at like Home Depot. They'd be like a few like a dollar piece or something. But they're like you know little couplers for PVC, yeah, and they they perfectly fit a two ounce cup, which is perfect for baby you know, carpets, you know, it's just big enough where if they want to, they could go in there. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's pretty much just drinking water and that's it. And they're tiny and I could just throw those out easy uh, when I'm changing. If they get too funky, sometimes I'll like, you know, just refresh in the water or whatever. But if they get real mad, like they took a shit in it, stole the whole thing out. Don't have to worry about, you know, um, clean, you know, cleaning any bowls, any little bowls or anything like that. So that works great for them. For the chondros, I use kind of, I use big, well, six-quart tubs as, uh, you know, bottom water bowls for their for their cages. Right. And so they it's used to take nice. a shit in there. Um, <laughs> and I find my males like to snorkel. They like to swim with their nose on the bottom of it. I don't, I don't know what that's about. But they, mm. they 
definitely use that. Um, and then they also have, um, they're called coop cups. There's, you, you attach them to bird cages, and they're little stainless steel cups that, that attach to the side of a bird cage that, that just pop up or out or whatever. And, you know, I have those in my conjure cages, so I have perch height uh, water dishes. And with those, I take a four-ounce cup. Oh, no, it's like three-and-a-half-ounce, whatever, um, portion cup. It's, it's wider than the two-ounce, and then I put that in there. And so I just switch those cups out when I, when I need to. Um, so that keeps okay. their water well fresh, and I'll have to, like, it's so easy to use that way. Um, I also use those same deli cups or portion cups and the midget, they call them midget crock dishes. You you can see them on uh, Reptile Basic site. I bought like 20 of them when they had a sale, like a dollar fifty a piece, whatever, like a long time ago. And, you know, I've been using those. And now every time I want more, I just, I bought, I, I now have to have it all uniform. It's really bad. So <laughs> now, like, <laughs> I have to order from them now. Like, I don't have anything, like, that's it. So now I use those for, you know, 15-quart tubs. And then for adult um, carpets, there were these water bowls from Petco that was in their budget. Like, they have this little section they used to have right before you would leave the store, and it was all their really budgeted cheap shit. Clearance area, but there was like this cheap, like everything was a dollar in this area type of thing. And they had these uh, no-tip water bowls, you know, where it's like wider on the bottom, that, yeah. that type of thing. No-tip. They're probably maybe like eight inches in diameter, and they're per or six maybe, and they're perfect. They're perfect, and they were a dollar a piece. I bought every single one at that Petco. I think I bought like mm-hmm. 12 of them at the time. I was like, these are amazing. You put them in a dishwasher. They're fantastic. Nobody's ever been able to tip them. No matter what animal I've used them for, they are perfect size. Everything about them is great, but I cannot find them again. I've been trying to find these bowls for the last two years now because every time like, I just want them. I want them so bad because they were cheap and they were great. Now like, I go and I see these bowls that you know are non-tipped. But they always have that little hand, like handhold where you can put your hand underneath and pick it up. Mm. Like you would think that's good for a dog, but it's terrible because the snakes put their heads under that thing and just flip yeah, that. Shit. And it's like yeah. it totally ruins the like the whole idea of why it's not tipped. And it's like it's like what are you doing? So every time I see one that it's not doesn't have a handhold underneath there and it's cheap, I try to pick it up um, because yeah, they totally ruined it. But if I could ever find those again. I buy, like, I should have went to every Petco in the area and just bought all of them, buy a hundred of them, because they're great. They were absolutely <laughs> perfect. They're lightweight, because I hate, because the crock dishes, sometimes they get real heavy, and you drop them, they break. These, you could throw them. You could use them as a Frisbee, and they'll never break. Like, you fantastic. Don't, you don't they were always a dollar. Yeah. Can't be dropping bowls, Zach. Yeah, well, I know. I probably shouldn't be dropping that. bowls, but, yeah. yeah it's probably not don't good be thing. doing that. Yeah. And the only and the only other thing I use, I also use a big stainless steel dog bowl for my two big cages, but for my blue tongues, I have the tub that has the water bowl holder or cup molded into the tub. The Freedom Breeder um, yeah, makes I know, them. I know, I know what you're saying, yeah. 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 And I don't use it for the snakes because I like to use newspaper and I like to lay my newspaper lay flat and I don't want to buy those ones that have pre cut circles in them like now yeah so um i use unprinted newspaper so with those so i don't use that for them but for the blue tongue it's great because they use mulch 
And what's amazing about them is they're tall enough where blue tongues like to dig a lot, so they kick a lot of the mulch up. And when I used to use regular water bowls, they would fill their water bowls with mulch in a few hours, generally. Like the next day, their water bowl would be full with mulch. But now, being that it's taller, they don't get mulch in it. They can still drink from it fine, and it's molded right in the tub, and it puts a deli cup, pull a deli cup out, dump it out, put more water in, boom. It's so easy. I don't know why not everybody has blue tongues doesn't keep them with these exact Well, they'll, they'll get Perfect. there. You must show them the way. But I am showing the way. But that's my water bowl spiel. Those are my different right. water bowls I use. So now we finally have done the water bowls thing, and obviously we're probably missing a few things like tubs and other crap like that. If you have anything you'd like us to do a review on, please uh, email us at, at info at com. If we get enough, we'll probably do another one of these things again. Maybe we'll start it a little bit better. Anyway, <laughs> that wasn't my fault. Time to end. So uh, I'm going to run down some stuff. You guys are going to stick with me. And then after I'm done running down the stuff, I want you guys to throw out your websites and all your fun stuff. Just uh, bear with me for a bit. What we have coming on is next week. We have Dave D on, and we're doing rough scale Python talk. Nice. and raising of rough scale pythons, which we all know is because Eric now has got that bug and uh, <laughs> shot. So I think we've all gotten that bug. To be yeah, honest, Lord. I know. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very actually. I'm very surprised with all these conjures this dude's buying over here, Mister Matt. I'm surprised he doesn't yeah. have. He didn't. He didn't pick up rough skills by now. My Lord. Uh, for me, I know. I don't know what it is. Give me some time. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can check out the website at MerleyPythonsMerleyPythonRadio.com. You can email us at info at MerleyPythonRadio.com. If you have any ideas of where you have cited a Bigfoot or if there's any type of information <laughs> that you would like to pass on to Eric, please email him at eric at ebmorelia.com. Anything would be helpful, any kind of sightings that you may have seen yourself, please email Eric. He's very interested. <laughs> um, please give us some feedback and give us a like on our Facebook and Twitter page. That's the Merlea Python. Merlea Python Radio on Twitter and Merlea Python Radio on Facebook. Uh, you can download us on iTunes. And you, the only way you're going to hear the recorded stuff that happens after the live version, so do it. Next up is we have the Carpet Fest. The Northwest Carpet Fest is October 3rd, and that is in Seattle, Washington. They're trying to get a head count, so if you're going, please contact Amy via Facebook and join the event on the Facebook page uh, so they can get a number of the attendees. Um, also, they're hoping to have an auction for US Arc, so if you want to donate any items or if you're interested in dona donating or even contributing, please again contact Amy. Uh, Southwest Carpet Fest is September 12th, so it's coming up soon. That is in Texas. You can contact Evan Browder or Bill Siegel for more details, uh, and they definitely want you guys to come out for that one. They keep trying to push for me and Eric to come. I'll send the Hobbit, but I don't think I can do it. Um, if you are looking for to purchase a carpet python or any type of Morelia, go over to the Breeders Direct Morelia Python Classifieds page on Facebook.com. It's the best place to buy Morelia pythons on the web because you're buying them direct from the breeder. You're getting it from the guy who hatched it and can give you all the information that you need to be successful in Morelia. All right. Now, I'm going to pretend to be Eric right now and say, you can go check out my website at evmorelli.com. Sorry. Um, you can, so evmorelli.com, that's Eric. I know he's producing a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of babies that are cooking. 
as well as a lot of babies that are getting ready to roll. Um, I know he's got a, some albino stuff still hanging out there, some sun glow stuff, some good stuff. So uh, if you have any questions, again, contact him at eric at evmorelia.com, also with your Sasquatch sightings, too. So send that on through to him. Um, and uh, you also check out the Facebook page at E.B. Morelia on Facebook. You know what? You can even message him about Bigfoot on E.B. Morelia Facebook page. Go ahead and do that. So teach him to leave me. Um, so what we have here is his next show. He will be on Carpet Row at Tinley Park, and I will be with him. We'll be splitting a table. So we'll be under the Morelia Python radio banner, but we will have Rogue stuff as well as um, uh, E.B. Morelia. And I'm sorry, it's the Southern Carpet Fest. I don't know why I said Southwest. Thank you, Evan. Um, it is the Southern Carpet Fest. That's my fault. Um, so don't miss out on Tim Lee if you can make it. If you can't, sorry, try is harder. Um, also, if you have not done it yet, go over to U.S. Arc and show your support for U.S. Arc. Uh, become a member. Make a donation. If you are somebody who uses Ship Your Reptiles constantly, uh, it doesn't hurt to give them $1 out of every shipment towards U.S. Arc. They are here to support our rights as reptile keepers, as well as allowing us to keep the animals that we want to keep. So, now to thank my two guests who came on to watch me completely flounder, um, that would be Matt Minatola and Zach Baez. Thank you again, guys. And uh, Matt, why don't you go ahead and throw out your stuff and uh, tell us when we can see you again in the show. Uh, okay. Um, you can check me out on my website at phillyherp.com. It's it has pictures and some info. It's not very up-to-date. So for up-to-date stuff, you can just go over to Facebook and search Philly Herp or Philly Herp Pediculture. I think, uh, you know, Facebook backslash Philly Herp or just hit it in the, just type it in in the Facebook search and I'll, and I'll pop up, I'm sure. Uh, the next show I will be at is Henley Park, probably right next to you guys is what I requested. Let's hope and so. Yes, I, I requested it like last year. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure I will be. And then a week after that, where Owen will be too, I'm sure, is uh, Hanley yes. PA. A oh week God. after, no. certainly, that's Hell Week all the time. Tinley is awesome, and not that Hamburg isn't, but a week after Tinley, going to Hamburg seems pretty torturous to drag yourself back up there <laughs> that early in the morning. No. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that is where I will be. Uh, Zach, how about you? Well, uh, you can contact me at Dark Side Exotics on Facebook. Dark Side is two words, and uh, yeah, I got. I mean, I got some stuff for sale. Got to try and move some of those coastals. I got, you know, I'm also planning up a few um, projects. I'm letting go. I'm trying to slim down a little bit. Uh, you know what? You know what it is. All these blue tongues, man. Just, you know, freaking blue tongues. I got to tell you. So a lot of them uh, <laughs> carpet projects. I'm pretty much happy in the carpet collection. Let me be honest. Half of it's going. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's it's going to happen. I, I want to pretend it's not, but that, that's happening. So a lot of stuff is going to be put up for sale. Don't worry. Not, none of the ideas are leaving. Um, what else? So, yeah, you can contact me there. Uh, happy to answer any questions you may have on any of the stuff that I talked about. Um, you can, uh, yeah, I will be at Tinley. I will be the roadie for uh, these three gentlemen, or the other three <laughs> gentlemen that usually are on the show. 
I will be carrying well, their their their, their, their displays and um, <laughs> watching their tables when they're in the bathroom and um, you know the usual stuff and running around telling them what cool stuff I see, I can see that they can't see because they're at their tables. You know the usual stuff like what we did last year. It's gonna be great. So yeah, definitely come by, check us out, talk about blue tongues. It'll be good. So for sure, and we're gonna have a lot of party. It's gonna be a party weekend. Come on out. That's it, man. Um, if anybody's going to be hanging in, in, in Denmark, hey, maybe I'll see you there, all, all our Danish <laughs> listeners. And uh, other than that, that's it, man. All right. Uh, the one last thing I would want to say is that uh, just happened, uh, Mr. Ryan Young, past guest of ours, has posted up on the awesome Lyasis page on Facebook, a Duns Python. Um, Whoa, I do see that. One. I want it. So <laughs> I'm just going to stare at that for the next 10 minutes. So, Gentlemen, thank you again for being on, and uh, I will catch up with you guys sooner. And uh, yeah, we'll have you back on when we need you. <laughs> so, can, can we get shirts made for this episode, the train wreck episode? It's, uh, we that's get, I'm going to change we'll get the, it made. the train wreck episode. Also, this will be my <laughs> last episode. I quit. I quit. I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Uh, well, I'll say to you guys, and I'll say to everybody out there listening, is thank you all for listening, and uh, good night, everybody. We'll catch you next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night. Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. I've been herping since I was a boy, and I've dedicated my life to advancing the industry and educating the community about the importance of reptiles. I also love to encourage the joy of breeding and keeping reptiles as a hobbyist, which is why my partner Robin and Marklin and I create the Reptile Report. The Reptile Report is our online news aggregation site bringing you the most up-to-date discussions from the reptile world. Visit thereptilereport.com every day to stay on top of the latest reptile news and information. We encourage you to visit the site and submit your exciting reptile news, photos, and links so we can feature outstanding breeders and hobbyists just like you. The Reptile Report offers powerful branding and marketing exposure for your business, and the best part is... It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination full of features to help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex, weight, morph, or other keywords and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum mad. It also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animals successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptiles successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder, then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile related.